sweet. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast is brought to you by the flashlight. We do like these two commercials before we oh, actually I'm familiar. do. We do oh, you familiar <laughs> with it? Okay. The flashlight? Yeah, we do a, a flashlight commercial and a commercial for onit.com. But they're very informal. So if you want to add anything to it. If I want to jump it, in. Even if it's derogatory, it's free speech. <laughs> we, we don't mind. Um, feel free. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast is brought to you by the flashlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for the flashlight, you enter in the code name Rogan and you will save yourself 15%. So that's what we're all about. We're all about saving you some money, giving you a better deal than life is. You should switch up means. the flashlight ad and the on it ads and like mix up mix what them. they're about. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Just confuse it. That wouldn't be. That's not what people are paying you for. Can't do that. I'm just trying to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to be like the first time you had me on and cost you your sponsors. No. Like, I've never looked at a flashlight and went, oh, man. I love the, <laughs> the fuck this shit. No, the concept of it is super creepy. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a little It's like you weird. took an apple core to a person. Just This is all I'm looking for. <laughs> just this spot. <laughs> you know, it's creepy. And how do you uh, hold it? You just grab it. It's fairly textured. It's got like ridges to it. It's not a slippery (laughs) sort of a device. I don't know why I'm uncomfortable talking about this. It's an uncomfortable subject. It just is. But uh, but the but the dildo isn't. No, not really. Women can laugh about, especially when they call it a vibrator. Yeah, a dildo is like a big sloppy thing. Yeah, but a vibrator is like you know a tool of empowerment. And I've never been doing stand up, and then there's a bachelor party comes in, and guys have flashlights hanging (laughs) on their heads, like he's getting married, he's getting married. Oh my god, we were in uh, Vegas this past weekend, and a whole table full of people actually got up in the restaurant and said, "We have a bachelorette here," and they wanted uh, everybody to clap for her. Oh, so crazy. Crazy. It's the worst part of our job. But this wasn't even at a comedy club. This they was just, just a restaurant. They, oh. This was just a restaurant. A woman just got up. And, and what just, did you say? Now, I didn't say anything. You just said, hey, good I, luck with I that. I just didn't. 50% end in divorce. <sighs> I didn't even. I said, huh, okay, just do your thing. You know, Don't yeah. be too imposing. Well, people can't comprehend an evening without being about themselves. That's yeah. what's the most frustrating thing right now. Well, I think it's also for a lot of people. They don't like what they do. They don't like their, their situation. And when they have a moment for it to be special for them, like you feel like a, right. a bachelorette party is like, that's that girl is getting married. All right. Boom. It's her night. You know, she owns it. Right. And so it sort of gives you this weird cultural license to just be all all fucking be terrible. needy. Yeah, yeah. And be, be away in a way that you never should be. You never should be the one. Look at me. Look at me. Right. Wa- Who the fuck is that person? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, well, we got, we should get to your next sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this that. Is the the longest. Professionalism one. Well, that's. Bobcat <laughs> Goldweight knows how to fucking. Exactly. It is about professionalism. Yes. Me. <laughs> it's awesome. We are also sponsored by Onnit.com, makers of uh, Alpha Brain. It's O N N I T.com, makers of Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune, and New Mood. If All these things are nootropics, and the, a couple of them are more uh, for athletic performance enhancing stuff, but. The uh, what what a nootropic is, you should really, if you're interested in this stuff, you should Google it. It's essentially vitamins that aid in cognitive function. It's very controversial. I've been using them for a long time. It's um, it's not like limitless. It's not going to turn a moron into a genius. But I do believe it has a positive effect on the way your brain works. And there's there's been studies to, to back this up, and more being done right now. But the most important thing with me, if I got behind anything, is to make sure that nobody feels like they're getting ripped off. 
So because of that, the first 30 pills, when you buy 30, you know, your first order, you get a hundred percent money back guarantee. If you try it, you don't believe in it. You're not into it. You don't feel it. You think it sucks. You don't even have to send it back. You just say this stuff sucks. You get your money back. It's that easy. Use the code's name. Uh, <clears throat> use the code word Rogan and save yourself 10%. And, uh, that's onit.com, O-N-N-I-T. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Bobcat Goldway is here. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. We're going to play music. I don't know why we have to do this. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. I've been on a, a, a few other people's podcasts recently, and uh, a, a lot of people are turning them into radio shows. They're, like, really produced. I don't like the, the, the – there's a couple of them that are doing the commercial things where, like, they're like, all right, now every 10 minutes or 15 minutes yeah. they go, all right, now here's a sponsor. I hate that. That's what a lot of them are doing now. Adam yeah. Carolla does that. It's awful. Yeah. It's weird. Everyone's – they have uh, introductions. I mean, it seems really slick. It's I super slick. I will say, and I'm not, I'm not kissing your ass. Your introduction is the, the briefest, so that's good. I try to just yeah get right into the show yeah well sometimes it's not though sometimes these flashlight it just goes on to a conversation about rubber pussies that last twenty minutes <laughs> it's so because so, that's, that's how you wrap funny. up the show <laughs> but it's people are hearing it now, they're hearing it on iTunes yeah but they're not hearing it on Sirius yeah you know whatever they're not, they they don't hear it on Sirius just well, subscribe to it on iTunes that's right there's what? definitely an extra ten minutes each show about rubber pussies usually <laughs> just the, the con it, well it's it's a weird thing like as a human being like. We all know that we masturbate, but we, you know, and we're comedians, and yet we're both really uncomfortable right. while we're talking about fucking this rubber pussy. Like, it's a weird thing right. to admit this human need for, you know, to. Because it's like breaking weird. up with your hand. <laughs> That's why it's weird. <laughs> it is. A little bit. A little bit. I yeah. guess you're just trying to fake yourself out. Yeah, it's it's definitely a fake out. I uh, we were talking about uh, about the bachelorette party, the 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 bane of the comedy uh, thing. But I had a group of women in Sioux City, Sioux Falls. I can't remember which one, but um, came in late, sat in, took over the whole show, just wouldn't shut up, you know. And and I do my stock lines about quieting people down, and they're not gonna, and they're gonna make it all about themselves the whole night. And and uh, it got to the point where the crowd's like going, you know kick them out and stuff and then finally like I have this rage that I don't love or I'm proud of but you know it's there and so so finally I go okay you want the show to be about you you know and it's like Bleh. and I really don't know what I'm saying during that I'm serious it's just like Bleh, you know and Sanger just pure rage, rage. Pure, yeah and so I stop because the crowd's cheering because by the way like a comedy club <laughs> people love tension they love conflict you know what i mean a, a bar is never empty because you said hey two guys are getting along in the parking lot let's watch so so the crowd's cheering and then i go back and i start doing my act and all of a sudden one of the women in the middle of the group stands up and she's sobbing and she goes i'm not a whore it's my birthday oh my god because <laughs> apparently oh. in the middle of the diatribe <laughs> I called her a whore and I don't remember it. Wow, I'm not a whore. It's my birthday. That's a good T-shirt. Maybe that'll be my. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be my get or done. That's gonna be my. <laughs> I'll be selling them after ah, shows. Ah, uh, oh, get the, I'm uh, not a whore. It's my birthday. I show. I hold the T-shirt up at the end of my set. <laughs> It is bizarre how many people that think that they have like some license to be a cunt because it's their birthday. Well, just it's in, just so weird. Just in it's my birthday weekend too. Oh, it's not it's just really? the whole. It's not just one day anymore. Yeah. It's like the whole week. 
And guys do it also. Like I saw a guy the other day, it was his birthday, and I'm like, when's your birthday? I don't want to say who the comic is. And he's just like, oh, it was Wednesday. And I'm like, you're telling everyone to buy you shots. It's Friday. Your birthday was two days ago. You're a grown man. What the hell is wrong with you? How weird is it to get super excited, A, about your birthday, but B, about like the days around it. Right. Your birthday weekend? What the fuck? I had a birthday Saturday, and uh, that was, uh, it's depressing. I, I turned 50, but everybody always thinks I'm a lot older, right? They always think, because I look, I know, I know I'm not aging gracefully, but people always think I'm a lot older. But I got on Letterman when I was 20. Wow. So crazy. I've been doing this for a long time, yeah. Boston. Uh, Boston, by way, but I also started like in Syracuse, and then and then and then I moved to Boston when I was like eighteen. You were a part of that that crazy time period of Boston comedy. Boston comedy, like if you look back, at all the the great comedians that came out of that that one town. I mean, yeah, it was really I mean, incredible. During Stephen like, Wright and Jay Leno, and you know, I mean, there's so many guys. Lenny Clark. There were so many great guys that came out of Boston. When I was there, it was it was Steve Wright and. Uh, Paula Poundstone and well, a lot of guys are still there, like Tony V and Barry Crimmins, Kenny well, Rogerson, Kenny Rogerson and uh, Mike Donovan, Sweeney. Yeah, all those guys. Uh, it was a really, really, really crazy part. Uh, but I didn't realize that, that. I guess it wasn't that crazy in other cities. It, it must have been, right? I don't know. I mean, I think that was. The, I think that spot, your spot in the eighties, was it like it was like early eighties? Yeah, like eighty. Yeah, that was like the. I think that was like the best spot ever in the country. I don't think there's ever been that many great comedians that came out of one spot. But a lot also, of them that people don't even know about. But the majority of the comedy clubs at that time in Boston were kind of ran and booked by the comics. So that's yeah. why. And like, if you were derivative of someone else, you would get kind of iced out of the scene and stuff. So you, yeah, you, you're you had a really original group. It was a very yeah. original group. But it was really insane. I remember being like with, uh, I don't know, if, well, he would tell a story like this, but I remember like, I don't drink or, or take drugs, and people don't know that because I always seem like I'm, I'm <laughs> fucked up anyways. You know, but you don't do anything? No, no, and I haven't since I was 19. Wow, wow. so yeah, yeah. all those crazy performances that you did, yeah. you were completely stone sober. Yeah, yeah. It makes them ever more impressive and frightening at the well, same time. Oh, but you know what kind of I think it's weird is like people will blame drugs for that stuff, and it's like when you're on drugs, you don't scream and run around. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What kind of drugs are you on? Like, ah! You know, what, what makes you? do that you know what I mean? uh but yeah but i think like uh like really straight people uh assume that that's what happens when you're on drugs you know what i mean right that's funny yeah you're like a fake drugged out guy yeah like when, <laughs> like, like like when like when charlie sheen was having his manic episodes instead of feeling bad for the guy everybody was like going Oh, he's on drugs. You know, that, that's that's someone who's a, a huge nerd that's never done drugs saying right. that he's on drugs. You know, it's like when you're on drugs, you don't go, I need a press conference. You know, when you're on drugs. You stay in the, you're in the closet thinking yeah. black helicopters are flying you're over. hiding under the couch. Yeah. I mean, if you're having bad experiences on drugs, I think that's why people don't think I'm sober either because i'm not one of these annoying people that thinks people shouldn't be on drugs you know i i i you know i'm not against them i i just uh i blew it you know what i mean but i i i feel uncomfortable around people who don't drink or take drugs that's <laughs> funny you know what i mean like right. well i think that's part of growing up doing comedy where i did too or the the life i grew up as a kid but i i remember being in boston and this is when i still did drink and uh doing drugs uh, i was doing uh 
I remember that I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I was doing coke because coke is so, so douchey. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's the Axe Cologne of drugs, you know? It's like, yeah. And, and, and it was like 4.35 in the morning, maybe even earlier. It was earlier because what we had... Uh, what we had done is had all the windows at the Dingho uh, cardboard boxes so people so the light couldn't come in. And it's just like all these comics drinking and partying. And it's like the door swings open. What time was it? it? It's what time you mean? The, yeah. In the day? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was like morning because when the door swung open, all the sunlight poured in and these cops like f- backlit fill the door. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm going to jail. And then the cops are like, Lenny. Lenny, you fucking prick, how are you? <laughs> the cops were friends with Lenny Clark. And they just sat down and started drinking and partying with us. Oh, that's hilarious. I remember, and I was like 18 years old, I'm going, I'm going to jail. Oh, this is, yeah, this is my scene in Blow. <laughs> yeah, this is the best scene ever. But you know what's funny? When I was in Blow, uh, the night before, I, I had some sort of cold, and I, and I couldn't feel my nose. And I was like, oh, this is what it was like to do coke. You know, I, 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 you know so I ad-libbed the line in this movie, uh, what was the wig budget on this movie? <laughs> I, 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 I had lived the line, uh, I can't feel my face, which, uh, yes. it was, uh, it's very, 150? Uh, Fuck me running, 160? Jesus Christ, 170, 180, 100, 187. Where did you get this stuff? Columbia. Oh, uh, well, do you mind if I do a line? Yeah, go ahead. Fuck it, let's all do one. Can you imagine doing coke with peewee? It was, uh, we're doing baby laxative here. Oh, really? Yeah, so I... So you just shit a lot. What did I tell you, Derek? I shat a willow tree. It's great, uh, what am I supposed to do with all this? Sell it. Jesus Christ, George. I don't see you in two years and you show up at my fucking door with 110 pounds of blow. Just fucking sell it, Derek. All right. But it's going to take me a year. I can't feel my face. <laughs> I mean, I can touch it, but I can't feel it inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the scene. I actually... Uh, you know, uh, when I said, where did you get this? Uh, Johnny Depp actually added, lived a funny line. He goes, my dentist. <laughs> but <laughs> it was funny because he turns out he's a very funny guy. But I did say this when I was filming that scene. And it became in my stand-up. I hate to be corny and do a, a story from my stand-up, but it is true. Uh, I, I, I didn't really know those guys that well at all. And, and uh, I go, is anybody in this scene not on probation? <laughs> And Johnny Depp's like, what did you do? I go, I set the Tonight Show on fire. And he's like, yeah, why'd you do that? I go, I don't know. I thought it was funny. And then I'm like, you smashed up that hotel. He goes, yeah. I go, were you drunk? And Johnny Depp is funny. He goes, in my defense, the hotel room made the first move. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a true story because then I look over at Paul Rubens and he's just trying to ignore the conversation. It wasn't like, hey, yeah, I rubbed one out. (laughs) (laughs) That is a weird rock and roll thing to trash the hotel room. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean. Have accountants pay for it all. But. But I've always felt like during there was a period where I was trashing television shows, you know, and, and it was just I had the same kind of frustration and rage. And I thought, well, if I do it at a Holiday Inn, you know, big deal. Why don't I do it on a TV show? That's kind of funny, at least. Yeah. 
I know that makes no sense <laughs> to you. You're looking at me like, well, I, you I, look I, like the RCA Victor dog just I, then staring I, at me. I mean, I kind of see your point, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I don't see the point uh, of doing hotel rooms. I've never understood it. I'm just smashing yeah. shit and like, what are you doing? That's but just out of boredom. But hitting I, the roof. Oh, but it's so stupid to me. It's just but, so childish. Well, for me, I couldn't do that because I'd be afraid of waking up people next door. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Like I have no problems <laughs> setting the tonight show on fire, rude. or or yeah, or smashing up the Arsenio Hall show. But the idea of, of I don't want to put somebody else out. Did you you smashed Arsenio Hall shows too? What did you do there? Yeah, way crazier than the Tonight Show. Really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he got fired, you know, because of uh, they put Chevy Chase on in seventy markets in front of him. So Paramount kind of fucked him over. So uh, I went out and I said. Uh, are you really quitting? Is like the week or two before. And he goes, yeah. And I go, well, let's not make it easy on them, you know. So I, I spray painted Paramount Sucks on the backdrop, <laughs> big letters. <laughs> and then I, uh, I started throwing the couches into the audience, and the crowd was going crazy. Oh, and then I remember I took a television set monitor and, and just threw it and then put my, uh, put my work boots through the back of it. Jesus Christ. Which is way more expensive than anything I did on the Tonight Show. But yeah, so then they, they like tell Arsenio, like, get him. And so he wrestles me down. And as he's got me on the ground, he goes, thank you, man. What? <laughs> well, because it, it was such a colossal fuck you. And then like, you know, a week uh, later, Jay had booked me on the Tonight Show, you know, which because, and he, he came in the dressing room and he's like, you know, don't don't smash up too much stuff, <laughs> you know, because. Because they were hoping that I'd do something fucked up. No, I'm not blaming them. I mean, I was an asshole. But you when felt I said, like that was a bit of the green light. Oh yeah, I mean, I knew that I was on there to do something screwy. But <laughs> but uh, you know what, what made it arson was that I actually had the, the uh, this uh, lighter, uh, a barbecue lighter, taped to my wrist. Like I was like, <laughs> like that's what made it arson. Yeah, because it meant that it was uh, predetermined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like uh, in Taxi Driver, did you know, you, the... You didn't worry about doing... Were you worried when you did that? <laughs> lighting what? things on fire? No, I mean, because I knew it would burn clean in the lighter fluid and stuff. And then I also had a buddy. I said, you know, stand next to this fire extinguisher if it gets out of control. But, but you know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to make this my hook because I've talked about it on, on other podcasts. But, but I guess it's good to clean, clear the air, you know? Right. But um, I don't know. People think like I was banned from the Tonight Show, but they had me on immediately right after. And it was, you know, what was weird. What was weird was, <laughs> see, it is a lot bigger than I always try to make it. I go, oh, it's just a little fire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's because I'm squirting lighter fluid right there. <laughs> what the why, why, why did you do that? <laughs> I love that. I, I've listened to the show to get ready. And this is, you're like speechless twice now. You're just looking at why. why? I, just, I mean, I, could, I guess you were pissed off. But I mean, I guess, you know what it is. You're, 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 you're um, I don't know. I mean, you're, I think maybe you're too hippie. You know what I mean? I think it's funny. You know, you're the, the mixed martial artist guy. And, and I've got more rage, which is really weird. Uh, it's probably just because I exercise it. So you get I, it all out. Yeah, I get it all out physically. So you don't. What about like on stage? Do you ever snap? Very rarely. I mean, I, if I do, I it's f for fun, and I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you I'm mean, just, like like I'm it's not skeet shooting? Yeah, I'm, no, it's like <laughs> that's like part of what you know to shut someone up. You have to get into a rage. But mm -hmm. am I actually enraged? No, I'm just doing what I have to do to keep the show rolling. Yeah. Well, I, I just gotta I feel more pity for. 
people like that than anything at this point. What, know? like a heckler? Yeah, hecklers. Just anyone who just, you know, completely over over anxious to get attention, just obnoxious, moronic. I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad that that people are at that stage in their life where they're just so fucking stupid they want to yell out in the middle of a show and interrupt. But what about when it's like when when look when they do that and they and they make it so you can't do your act. Then you have to go after them. Right. I try not to be actually angry though. Yeah. If that makes any sense. You know. No, I understand. It's like what I was saying like that rage, it's like a switch. It's yeah. like a it's like a tool that I have that I'm not proud of, but yeah. I, unfortunately it doesn't really boil up in my real life. I do think people think that I'm uh, might be out of control in the rest of my life. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't think I am. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, you seem very friendly. <laughs> I, I don't think it, I don't think of you as a guy that would be like filled with rage. I no. think of you as a guy who probably would have rage if you felt like someone was fucking with you. Yeah, and 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 it's corny and played out, and I I, I really don't. Uh, have any patience for bullying which which I hate that term now like people use it it's so uh, it doesn't mean the same thing but but yeah I don't I don't (laughs) like bullies bullies uh, ever since I was a little boy you know but if you think that the world should be uh, a a just place you do spin out a lot you know I mean so I mean you know I I I don't know I think and I don't actually I'm not helping my case because we talked a little bit about my new movie. Uh, if people see that, they think I'm, I'm <laughs> angry too. You know, it's okay. So, spoiler alert: maybe a baby does get shot in the first two minutes. But, oh, but Jesus! <laughs> look, it's not a real baby, Joe. <laughs> it's just, a, it's, a, it's a I know, but baby. that's a, I mean, seeing a baby get shot. Whoa, that is intense. Well, in my defense, that baby was an asshole. <laughs> no, it, it's a baby. It's a oh well. There's the trailer, but the, I think someone's posted the clip of the. Do you know shot. Brian Holtzman? No. Stand-up comic? Mm-mm. He's one of these guys that is probably one of the funniest guys ever, but for whatever reason, <laughs> he can never get it together enough to right. get like a career in stand-up. When Susan Smith drowned her kids, he came into the comedy store and he goes, I heard those were bad kids. <laughs> he goes, I heard they sat that close to the television, they never put away their blocks, they're constantly <laughs> spilling those milk. The kids will not be missed. It was everybody was like, holy shit. And if you see him, he's like this really big, intense guy with slick back hair. And, you know, he stands right in front of the mic. It was one of the funniest fucking things I ever saw anybody say. Now, do you think he, he means that? No. Yeah, it's just I a mean, character he plays. Because I've done that where I've gone over the line and I've said things that I don't believe. And it made me feel bad later. Yeah. Like I, I opened for Nirvana. and uh, Wow. And I know Jesus. comics are always like, oh, you know, getting heckled and stuff. You know, I mean, I got hit with teenagers. They Ooh. would successfully throw people from the pit and hit me. And, <laughs> and, and I had M80s going off around me. Oh, my and, God. And I get hit with Bibles a lot, too, which was weird. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And so boots and stuff. So <laughs> I learned like the, I learned like the serpentine, you know, I mean, I would just go back. And How forth, many you know? times did you open for that? I did, I think like 16, 17 shows. Wow. And every once in a while I would go, okay, which was weird, you know, but I was more comfortable when it was horrible. I know that sounds weird, but that was my, that felt right to me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You felt like that's what you deserved? No, I just thought like, it was kind mean? of funny. You know, like when you get laughs, that means the crowd likes you. When you get like rage, that means you have all of their attention. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like Robin Williams is my good friend, right? And Robin, 
you know, he goes on stage and people love him. And, and then I would go on after him when we do sets. And, 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 and in a weird way, it meant more for me for people to go, oh, Robin Williams showed up last night. Yeah, and then Bobcat Goldthwait was there. Do you know what that fucking asshole said? <laughs> you know, like, like in a weird way, that meant more to me. You know, it, his form of neuroses is way more lucrative. You know, <laughs> mine telling people to fuck off isn't as lucrative. But, uh, but yeah, so I was opening for Nirvana in Chicago, and Michael Jordan had retired from basketball, and I, and I went. Hey, Chicago. And by the way, they hated me to begin with. But I go, hey, Chicago, I feel bad. But, you know, for $40 million a year, I'd shoot my own dad in the fucking head, you know. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> and there was a noise that wasn't even like oh. a boo. It was just, Duh! like, like, <sighs> fuck you. And yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that sampled. <laughs> it was the best noise ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, did and, uh, you? What did you think at that moment when you? Heard I kind of thought it was funny, you know, but, but I did, you know, I don't have a beef with Michael Jordan. I felt bad. I mean, even though, because people just because they're super famous doesn't mean they're still not human. So I did. Right. I go, why did I do that? But you know, so you live and you learn. It's baby steps. But uh, <laughs> and the only person laughing that night really was. I remember walking by Kurt behind the amp, and he goes, "I can't believe you said that." <laughs> But yeah, I had uh, met uh, Nirvana. I met Kurt uh, before they broke. He was a fan of mine and wanted to interview me. So he interviewed me at a college radio station in Ann Arbor. I know that blows people's minds. It's wow. like finding out that like uh, Jimi Hendrix really loved Buddy Hackett or something. But, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. I bet he did. So <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> I, bet he did. Hey, I love that talking duck movie. <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind. Wow. That's pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, man. so I toured in the open form. I repelled a nude from the roof of the Oakland Coliseum on New Year's when the, with them because <laughs> they were playing there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Did, wow. are you, did you meet Courtney? Were you around Courtney a yeah, lot? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Did you see their relationship? Yeah, I mean, the, what I saw, actually, I don't have any uh, any good dirt for people. They they seem to like each other. I'm not, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I think people... You know, I, I, you know, people get involved in all this crazy conspiracy stuff and all that stuff. I think what happens is, is with some things, and I, and I know where I am when I'm talking about crazy conspiracy, but sometimes I think, <laughs> like, huge tragedies happen, and people can't justify them, so they have to make up some other thing. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes it's, it's, it's just... Um, you know, I, 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 you know, Kurt was a really sweet guy, but he certainly was a, a manic depressive. And, and I almost think like, again, when we were talking about drugs earlier, people are talking about drugs. It's like like that killed him. It's like, well, that didn't really kill him. You know, he, he, he had some in his system when he died, but he he he'd cleaned up enough to commit suicide. You know, there's some wow. people that are chemically imbalanced. Or there's some people that are prone to suicide. And I think blaming drugs is really lazy, you know. Well, it certainly upsets the balance, though, right? I mean, I, I it's had weird. A, the guys, <clears throat> I'm 30 years sober, and I'm saying this, but but you know, I, I, I think it's just easy to blame drugs. Uh, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's it's a personal choice, right? I mean, to get to get addicted in the first place. Yeah, but I don't think all addictions. <clears throat> I, I, look, I don't think um, heroin kills. I think running out of heroin kills. <laughs> so what does heroin do? It just, you know, not good, it's, but it's, whatever. Well, look, the only time I've been high, high in the past thirty years, I had back surgery and I was on Dilaudid, and uh, 
I tell you what, uh, I, I certainly didn't have any suicidal thoughts that fucking week and a half. <laughs> what was that? It was beautiful. It was it beautiful? <laughs> yeah, it was really. I'm not gonna lie. And it's essentially like an opium-like yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah my my wife wow. came home and I was crying watching Lifetime. <laughs> oh my god! I've never told this story. <laughs> oh and my god! I'm just god. sobbing, going. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> watching a Lifetime show. Uh, uh, Marky Post is they're gonna take away your son and. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and my wife goes, "You don't get any more delighted." <laughs> I was just crying. Oh, oh, that's that sounds awesome. That would have been great yeah. to videotape. That. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder why people like those fucking pills, man. Is that what oh. oxycodones are like? Is that the same thing? I don't know. I never did it, but I'm assuming it is. You it's know, all like opiates. So opiates, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Scared of that shit. Yeah, it's bad times, man, because it's the it's the it's the 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 need and the getting off of them, which are horrible. <laughs> I've heard I, I I don't know why we're talking so much about drugs today, but it's all right. Do you have any did you document your time with uh, Nirvana at all or with Kurt or anything like at that time? Did you have like a no, little video camcorder no, that you kept around? Or? No, I have a I have I have seen a photo of me nude. Behind him <laughs> on stage with I have the Unutero wings on, oh, and, nice. and and I'm naked with a repelling little thing, and then uh, I love the fact, and I also have a hat on. I like that. I don't mind people seeing my dick <laughs> or my love handles, but not my balding pate, you know. So I've got a hat on, and uh, I will say this: if you're a comedian or performer and you're going to be nude publicly, give it a tug. You'll you'll thank me later, because uh, uh, yeah, it was cold. <laughs> Uh, I really, I really wish I did pull my dick. How many photos are there of that out there? This, surprising, not a ton. You know, what I year was seen, this? This was uh, was in the mid nineties, I'm guessing, right? Did they have yeah. even have digital cameras? Then? Oh, now it would have been everybody's phone. Yeah, but still, I mean, it wasn't hot. It was just weird. You know, <laughs> there was so much mayhem going on stage too. By the way, because it was midnight, you know, fireworks were going off. It was just like, oh yeah, and there's Bob Scratch Goldfarb nude walking around <laughs> like a cherub. <laughs> I was, we were going to, the, the way that it was set up, the, uh, uh, it was mid, you know, New Year's, so they wanted to do an extra thing where there's explosions, and, and I remember saying to Kurt, uh, I said, you know, you know, I go, fuck you, man, I'm, I'm tired of being your scatter, that was Elvis's chimp, you know, I go, <laughs> fuck you, man, I don't want to cheer you up, you know, go call Polly Shore or something, you know, so uh, when, we, when we set up the thing about me repelling, the guy took a cold, the stage manager took cold cuts and he built the stage out of the, out of the food tray in the back. And he's like, okay, here's where Chris is. Here's Dave. Here's Kurt. And, <laughs> and Bob's going to repel in nude. <laughs> and these M&Ms are where the explosives are. <laughs> and so, and so I'm, I, so they go, Kurt, we'll count. We'll tell you when it's midnight, you count back from 10 or whatever, you know? And, uh, and okay. So, so uh, it's midnight and they give him the signal and he looks up and I'm, holding my own weight like repelling down but I stop you know so he can count and so I'm giving him the brown eye basically from 150 feet <laughs> up <laughs> he goes he looks up and he goes hey Oakland you want to hear a drum solo <laughs> <laughs> and so I, can, I barely can hold my own weight and then finally he just goes one <laughs> and I and I shot down really fast I had rope burns on my ass and stomach <sighs> and I landed right behind him bam and then uh, it, I came down so fast he actually didn't see it. And he like he looks up and he's like, "Polly, Polly," 
and so and so then I ducked behind this amp looking for a uh, cover because they were supposed to be my clothes were supposed to be there but someone had taken them as a joke you know <laughs> and so I just kind of had to stand in the middle of the stage because everywhere there was bombs going off I learned this if you're nude at midnight you don't get a kiss like everywhere I went people were like <laughs> like, like whoa nude guy walking around a little weird you know <laughs> So, yeah, so, again, all this is in sobriety. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. No one would have assumed. I would always, I always thought you definitely were a, at least a weed guy. Mm. No, it, it, what it is is, like, often I see something and I go, well, this this is never going to happen again. So I got to uh, carpe diem, man. You know, I got I to gotta seize the moment. You know, when things align, you have you to You got to light the couch on fire. You got to light that couch on fire. <laughs> you got to dry hump Michael Bolton. Like, once I was at... You dry humped Michael Bolton? <laughs> yeah, during, he, was, he was singing. And... It was his benefit, and he was the headliner. And, wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, and so I just see him, and I'm like, well, I'm never going to have this kind of access to Michael Bolton again. So I, I walk out behind him, and, uh, and I just grab him, and I just start dry humping him. And his crew tackled me. <laughs> they dragged me off stage, and the guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I go, I thought it'd be funny. And he's like, just get out of here, man. I go, well, tell Michael I'm sorry. Does this mean no softball tomorrow? And he's like, just get out of here, man. So I walked and ran, actually, around the whole auditorium and came up to the other side, and I started booking out again. But I got tackled that time. I didn't even make it to him. I got like I didn't even get back the, <laughs> past the kick drum. Did they hurt you? No, no, no. Because they're used to grabbing, you know, chubby Catholic women and tackling them. You know, <laughs> they're not like, you know, that's the that's the threat at a Michael Bolton concert. Well, you would think though that security would want to kick your ass for doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it was his security, so they so were, they're, yeah, they were kid gloves. <laughs> I mean, so how badass is Michael Bolton's security? I don't know. I would it's think some like, chicks would go crazy for that they guy. Have bow and arrows. I know. Like, I bet for real, man. He probably had a really well, hard time of keeping crazy the, chicks away from I mean, him in his not, prime. He's not like the Stones at Altmont hiring <laughs> the Hell's Angels to kick ass. Right. Some of those clerical workers are going to give us a lot of strife today, guys. <laughs> clerical workers. Yeah, he represents like he's the singing version of those really great looking guys that are like paintings on the cover of those really stupid romance the books. The romance novels. Yeah, with the guy has flowing long the, yeah, hair. Fabio and, yeah, Fabio kind of Yeah, exactly. The Fabio kind of guy. I see it's Fabio like, a lot. It's a woman. It's a man-woman hybrid man. thing. You know, the long hair like that. I mean, you see what they're doing? Right. I mean, why, what men do you know that have like open chested shirts and they have long flowing hair like uh, that? That's a ridiculous. You're, yeah, that's partly a woman. Yeah. Like they, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for some weird amalgamation of man and woman. The, the uber romantic that doesn't exist in, in but, actual men. But is that guy going to have sex with the woman? Do you know Eventually. what I'm saying? When no, she I mean, wants it on her it, terms. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's not like a pirate. It's just like no, no, no. A, he's a, super romantic. It's like super he just guy. lives only for her. See, this what that's is why this Twilight thing worked. The what women found it to be a romance film. I mean, it really right. wasn't a vampire movie. Well, and I mean that's the American Idol thing. It's it's guys who are non-threatening to old ladies and and young girls. But I think when a woman <laughs> grows up, she wants to get laid. She wants to get fucked. She doesn't want um, some do, and so they retain the need for intense amounts of romance in in an almost fictional form, and that's where it bounces out in these these Twilight 
sort of right. things where we don't understand it and we're going, what the fuck is going on? And yet you're seeing flocks of women lining up to buy these books. But I find that those women are really arrested. I, I, I find them, I don't... In their I development? Don't, yeah, they're very yeah. arrested. They're very immature. You know, I mean, I, I don't... In, in a certain way or that's just what they like and they indulge it. Yeah, I but mean, do you think seems, there's older women that are like that? I don't know. No, I would assume, go, I would assume there's probably some. I don't know. Must. I'd like. I want to know be. the uh, the ages on that. So you, what you're thinking is that as they get wiser and older, that seems more and more ridiculous. And they yeah, seem, the idea of running off and, and with some pirate and I don't <laughs> with, think that with they, sexy hair. I don't think it's that they really want to do that. You know, I, I don't think it's like they would really run off with the vampire. They love reading the story about the woman who runs but, off with the vampire. But all that vamp- she's the one for him. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Twilights. But I don't know uh, too outside much. Outside that they're uh, a Mormon version of the thing. The, the woman was a Mormon. So she didn't even know too much about the vampire culture, I believe. The, the vampire. Woman who wrote it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she made up a bunch of shit. Like, they, they can even be in the sunlight. They just sparkle. <laughs> well, what the fuck is that? You're supposed, they're supposed that's, to die that's like That's not instantly. a real vampire. Fake. Yeah, that's Fake. bullshit. That's bullshit. They burst into flames. Don't you see Blade? What makes me more of a nerd that I'm upset that they're like, that is so bullshit. Well, that's I got not upset real at, vampires. I got upset at Blade because they got away with the sun thing with sunscreen. I'm like, that is fucking wow, that's ridiculous. Lazy. That's as lazy as fuck. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's total bullshit. You can't fucking wear sunscreen, bitch. I'm calling bullshit on Blade. 100%, 100% bullshit. Well, again, yeah, I guess that's a sensitive vampire. But it, that's at least better to me. Uh, I'll, I'll take the sunscreen over they sparkle. Like, you can't just reinvent the vampire. You can't I guess just, you can. I mean, but... No, but, but, you can't. That's ridiculous. But, I mean, there's... The, you know, I mean, what universe do they really exist in anyways? <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I would not know anything about what would make a lucrative story. I think they should just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand. My movies. I saw make, Shakes the Clown and my, I fucking loved it. My dude. movies make hundreds of dollars, hundreds. <laughs> so I have Shakes the Clown, and then I did a movie called Windy City Heat. That that one I didn't write, but that's one I, I directed and kind of helped put all the pieces together. Yeah, I, I with Don Barris. I still haven't watched that. And then, oh, it's great. And then there's I uh, had the heart. World's Greatest Dad <laughs> is a movie I do with Robin Williams. Yeah. No. I didn't see World's Greatest Dad. <laughs> Again, he's staring no, at I, me. No, I saw Shakes the Clown, though. I loved Shakes it. Shakes the Clown. Well, these movies, um, Shakes is a fucked up movie. Um, that, that's a very angry movie. And every once in a while, uh, like Tom Kenny and I went to a screening. Tom Kenny plays Benky the Evil Clown, is now the voice of SpongeBob. Um, so uh, I always think Nickelodeon probably doesn't really. <laughs> Never put really you thrilled. together. Yeah, I'm sure Nickelodeon is like, hey, you know the guy who's doing coke and killing people with ro- juggling pins? <laughs> yeah, that's our that's that's our <laughs> that's our cornerstone. <laughs> yeah, so SpongeBob. I've known Tom Kenny since I was six years old. But so Tommy was uh, uh, Binky the Clown. He and I were watching Shakes at this thing, and it was just packed with people, and they were dressed as the characters, and they were. There was clown whores there and everything. It was really strange, and uh, people were really fucked up. And then the middle of it, Tom Kenny leans over to me and he goes, what the fuck were we thinking? And I'm like, 
I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was like that Star Trek uh, sketch on SNL. You know what I mean? Like these people were really passionate about it. And I'm like, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I was very nice to them. But I was a junior in high school and Shakes the Clown was the first uh, independent movie. I didn't know what independent movies were. And that was the first movie that I had to go to a different movie theater than I was used to. Ah. You know, like off the AMC yeah, and yeah, Cinemark. Yeah. And uh, I watched it, and it, I, it was my favorite movie in high school oh, growing wow. up. Uh, and uh, what, what was weird about Sheikh's the Clown, is do, have you ever gone back to uh, like do like a uh, commentary, commentary no, on it or anything like that? No, I'd like, like to that? do that. I'd like to do that and get everybody together. Because, uh, I mean, there's a ton of comics in that movie. It's yeah. not just Robin, but there's like Adam Sandler and, and uh, Blake Clark and... I, I might do that, like get like a case of beer and get us all together. And, and do it as a podcast. If you ever want to use a studio oh. to do a podcast, you can always use Duskod and There we go. And then uh, <laughs> how many people would actually sync it up, though? I think a lot of people. We do we do it a lot of times with uh, like UFCs and like TV shows and stuff like that. But I think a, like a lot of these movies would be great to just go back and revisit as some kind of... You know, <laughs> yeah, and you really know what? That would be movie. a cool um, video to release online of you doing that, and yeah. I bet it would really pump up the DVD sales. Mm-hmm. Well, Shakes, uh, I I don't have a problem revisiting it. I I try. I'm wondering if I remember many of the stories, uh, but I I do remember I ended up on the Today Show with a real clown debating the program. Because, oh no! Yeah, because clowns were protesting it. They were mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just bait the guy before we go on. I was like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Bamboozle. I'm like, no, dude, what's your real name? He's like, I'm in my clown attire, so call me by my clown name. And I'm oh, like, okay, no. Bamboozle. I'm going to rip you a new one when we get out there. So we get on TV. Oh. And Katie Kirk says this was her worst interview ever. So we get on TV, <laughs> and she's like going... Yeah, the clowns are like clowns do a lot of good for a lot of good causes, and Bobcat's film portrays them in a negative light. And I go, nobody thinks you're funny. The only reason you perform in hospitals because that's one place a kid can't get up and run away from you. And then uh, Katie Kirk's like, would you please be serious? <laughs> I was like, no, you're interviewing me in a clown. <laughs> so would you please be serious about this very important issue of clown clowns? abuse? <laughs> A clown, <laughs> clown abuse. So, so I like the fact that my dad actually is, is, was always like saying, "What did you do to Katie Curry? Because she says you were the worst interview. Like she had, he had her back, not mine." How could that be the worst interview? If that's the worst interview you've ever had, yeah, really? I know. And this was someone who at the time was probably interviewing the Backstreet Boys and stuff. But so me, because I came out in character, was the worst thing she had ever seen. The worst thing ever. He ruined my month. Well, because I also... It was my birthday month. I think because I also... She wasn't familiar with me, and I think I sucker punched her because I think she met me, and I was like, oh, hi. And then I came out, and I was like... Rah, 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 oh, I out. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So she expected you uh, what to have some sort of a, a uh, rational debate, or she couldn't switch gears. Yeah, and yeah. realize you were in character. I guess I would be wigged out, like if I didn't know <laughs> me, and I met the guy, and then I come out, and I'm like, ah. how did you create that character? Where did that come from? Um, I just never felt comfortable doing traditional stand-up, you know. So the idea of just doing this guy who was, I, I was uncomfortable on stage. So just to be nervous you know like my early stand-up would just be me reading a dear john letter and crying a, a real dear john letter and then because i go hey please welcome to me bobcat goldthwaite and, and then i go and and you want to hear jokes you know i'd be sobbing and it'd be like two guys walk into a bar <laughs> i'd read the letter and and 
And they go, my wife is so fat. You know, how fat is she? I told you I don't even have a girlfriend. Don't you fucking <laughs> listen? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't stand-up. It was just this real weird thing I would do. And, and eventually people would start picking on that character. And then he, it would become, I would become more angry and, and kind of defensive. And it became crazier and crazier. But I also just didn't like the idea of going out on stage and pretending I was me because uh, all the comics I always looked up to, be it Groucho Marx or Andy Kaufman or anybody, you know, they had a persona they hid behind, you know. And the idea for me just to go out in a sweater and talk about dating seemed so, <laughs> seemed so foreign to me. Also, I was so young, too, so that was the other reason why it was weird. What kind of a persona did Groucho Marx have? Well, I mean, that's not Groucho, you know what I mean? That, that whole, the, the cadence in his voice and all that. Right, you know, right, I right. I mean, the, it painted on a mustache, for God's sakes, you know, but I think people... He had a painted on mustache, really? <laughs> yeah, man. He wow. would paint on his mustache. Police <laughs> next guy in police academy. Oh, my God. And then I walk out. Was that weird seeing go, you? Yeah, ah. mostly because mostly I sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the black guy who makes the funny noises. <laughs> I didn't realize that joke is so old. <laughs> I, actually, I actually still have to do that joke when people introduce me. Hey, I thought it was going to be the black guy. <laughs> That's funny. I think it's sad that, like, um, you know, Bubba Smith passed away, and uh, I get a call. The way I found out about it is I get a call from the AP wire service, and they go, hey, do you have a comment on Bubba Smith passing away? And I was like, well, I didn't know he died. And he had just died a few hours before. And, uh, yeah, I have a quote. Um, he was a really good guy who uh, didn't take any BS, and he was a lot smarter than people realized, and he told great stories. That's what I was saying. But the whole time I'm thinking, man, when I die, I hope they don't call fucking Gutenberg. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't see Bubba in 20 years and they called me. Right. Did you see um, Gutenberg when um, did something happened? There was uh, when Phil Hartman was uh, killed. Gutenberg like dressed up in like a suit and a tie and went down to talk to the reporters and sort of represent celebrities and to ask for privacy. It was one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. It was like he knew that cameras were going to be there and he, you know, vaguely knew them. So he decided to represent the situation. It was really strange. No, I'd never seen that. So he goes really out strange. and he starts acting like um, he's just sort of talking to the press and talking to, you know, it was really, it was he lived really in the same bizarre. neighborhood. I don't even think he lived in the same neighborhood, man. He just showed up there. Yeah, was, it was one of those things where I think he like blew a fuse. He was the sergeant of arms of show business. It was weird. <laughs> I'm the press secretary for famous people. Particularly weird for me because you know I was on the show oh, with right, Phil right, and right, I right. was friends with him. And, and so I, you were like, going, he wasn't like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, this right. guy. It was he wasn't like talking about this dude all the time. But that's the, that's the nature of death, you know. I mean, when you die, people have to make it all about themselves. They can't. Yeah. They can't. You know, uh, that's uh, now I'm being a plug fest, but you're talking about a guy who you actually knew passed away and then someone tried to exploit him. But, you know, that's the plot of uh, World's Greatest Dad. The kid. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Robin's son in that movie dies rubbing one out uh, with a belt around his neck and he's this horrible kid. And then everybody at school now loves this kid and he was a great friend because Robin makes it look like a suicide. <laughs> 
hangs the kid from a chin-up bar, and then writes a suicide note that is way better written than anything this kid who was a fucking numb nuts could ever write. <laughs> and the kids go online, and they <clears throat> publish it in the school paper. So now Robin keeps writing as his dead son to get play. Like, like there's a woman he's trying to bang. Oh, <laughs> and she's no. like going, did Kyle write anything else? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so wow. he keeps writing as his dead son. Wow. Oh, that's bizarre. And, and it's called <laughs> The World's Greatest Dad. But there's a scene, and, you know, Chris from Nirvana is in it, and Chris just had a weird cameo because Robin's son is really into uh, fucked up porn, you know, like Shiza porn and all this stuff in the movie. And then uh, not not Robin's real son, <laughs> <laughs> Zach or Cody. <laughs> and so, and so, there's just a scene where Robin is standing in front of a, a porn rack, and he just starts sobbing. And and Chris <laughs> plays the newsman, and he comes over and he gives him a hug, and it's a really weird scene because hardcore porn reminds him of his dead son. Whoa. It's a very touching, odd, fucked up scene. Jeez. But Chris, uh, you know, I said, hey, Chris, you know, what's the scene about? You know, he said, what's the scene about? I go, you know, when someone passes away, people tend to make it all about themselves and they don't really make it about the person that or the people that actually knew the person. And and Chris goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so so it's a uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie it's like about th- it's such a short scene but i realized that he, he gets over his son's death way too fast now we're ruining the movie for anyone who would be interested in seeing it but at this point if you haven't seen it the good news is 90 percent of the people listening to this are high as fuck and they will have forgotten <laughs> everything that you said <laughs> well, about the movie bobcat just says it's awesome <laughs> but it's just really weird because you don't normally like i think people see the movie and they think it's going to be you know him and his kid are always just bashing each other and they think oh at the end they're gonna become friends and it's like no page 40 i killed the fucker whoa (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) so uh yeah so that's world's greatest dad and then god bless america is the new one which is uh it's about a guy again uh it's about a guy who's suicidal uh, kind of pushed over the edge by uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor and a bunch of other things. And he's sitting at home with a gun in his mouth and he's watching my super sweet 16. So he decides instead of uh, committing suicide that he's going to uh, drive 400 miles and shoot and kill the girl from my super sweet 16, which he does. <laughs> he shoots the girl. Jesus. And then her classmates like, did you kill Chloe? And he doesn't say anything. And she goes, awesome. And so this young girl convinces him that there's so many more douchebags in the world that need to die. So uh, another lighthearted movie from me. Yeah. Uh, that's the scene where the woman humor this size throws the tampon at the other dangerous. woman. <laughs> Do you have any family? Oh, gotta take this. My name is Chloe. I live in Virginia Beach, and everyone loves me because I'm so pretty. I wanted an Escalade! This is the biggest day of my life, and you're f***ing up, Daddy! Hey, Creepy. Isn't the schoolgirl thing a little played out? Don't move and don't make a sound. If you want the car, just take it. My parents got me the wrong one anyways. Yeah, that's a fucking tragedy. Did you just kill Chloe? Awesome. And that was a fantastic start. But you know who else really rips my cock off? The Kardashians. People who use rock star as an adjective. Women who call their tits the girls. Anyone who wears crystals. You're aiming at the bear, right? This is the best day ever! (laughs) Frank, don't. Let me. 
I'm recording this. Thanks for turning off your cell phone. You're welcome. Why have a civilization if we're no longer interested in being civilized? Hey, buddy. What's wrong? A lot. A lot of crazy people out there. <laughs> I only want to kill people who deserve to die. We gonna do this or what? I know it's not normal to want to kill, but I am no longer normal. Dude. You really gotta take both those spots? Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. So awesome. Got a lot of rage inside you, sir. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do not. I like to say that movie is a very violent movie about kindness. That's how I describe it. Because all Frank wants is people to act right, you know. And and the movie came about when I kept seeing people acting really insane, you know, like at these uh, town hall meetings where people were shouting down people. And, and you know, I remember seeing a, a tea party sign it's kind of a popular one it says we came unarmed this time and i was like well that's really crazy man you know that's <laughs> really time. yeah and i was like okay i see you're crazy and i raise your crazy you know and that's the idea behind this movie it's just that it isn't um a list of people who i really wish would die I'm, i am nonviolent. i don't believe in the death penalty or anything but 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 I, I, you know, it's kind of fighting fire with fire. I, I, I just wanted to, you know, really push it and not make a movie. You know, if you make a movie and you make fun of these people, then they can go, oh, yeah, that's me. Ha, ha, ha. You know, there's like in the new, Snooki shows up in the Three Stooges. So so even Snooki's family can go, oh, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. But in my movie, I, I just kill Snooki. You know, fuck you. You know what I mean? I'm done. <laughs> I keep wigging out Joe so hard. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's uh, I'm just trying to. I mean, I wrap, kill wrap my head around it. I don't kill them for real. I mean, it's I know, comedy, I but I just don't feel comfortable say, making it. You know, we're we've really, you know, I, I my my point is 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 what is the why do we have all these distractions? Do you know what I'm saying? And and um, I'm not against reality television show. I'm not against all this stuff. But what I'm saying is. We're not really going to come to any solutions when we spend all of our time name-calling and bashing each other. Now, people will go, well, your movie is very, you know, slanted to the left. And it's like, yeah, I, I think the left has a lot of problems, but I do believe the right is way nastier. And it was kind of like me saying, all right, this might be funny, a, a, a liberal with a brain tumor and a gun. I hate the idea of the left and the right. I really do. I think yeah uh, because it doesn't come up with any solutions well not only that it's just this idea that there's only two ideologies right it's so stupid everyone's a combination of both for yeah the most and part. you have to be yeah or, or but but people choose not to be people just say I've decided that I am this ideology and so all my decisions are made up for me and I don't have to make my own opinion on certain things and yeah. and and um, and and you know uh, an example would be like I agree with uh, Bill O'Reilly on the de death penalty. He's against it. <clears throat> he and I can never come together because he m is too busy making his living just you know uh, fanning flames. And, Why is and he against the death penalty? I I'm sure for him it has to do with his Catholicism. You know that's my guess. I don't know why, but but yet he's pro-war. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, also, uh, yeah, well. Catholicism as an adult is fascinating. I mean, it's one thing if you're stuck in it as a child, but as, as you 
you get older. Did you grow up Catholic? Yeah, yeah I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school too. Did you go for one to, year? Only went one. Oh, year. one year. Yeah, it was horrible. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it, it fixed me. It was a very tra- for me. It was a very traumatic time. Uh, my parents were getting divorced, and uh, my my dad like would hit my mom, and there was a lot of crazy shit. And we were living with my grandmother at the time. And that's when I started going to Catholic school, and it was so it was a it was a, a, a trying time in my life. And I remember being really excited that I was going to go to Catholic school because I was really excited about doing the right thing and about following the Bible. And that's how you live a happy right. life. Like, I really like, thought right. the reason why this was going on in my house was all fucked up is because everybody wasn't down with God. They weren't doing the right thing. So uh, this one cunt of a nun, Sister Mary Josephine, <laughs> completely cured me. This bitch was so evil. She was just so mean and just... There was nothing loving about her. There's nothing warm and friendly about her. She was never happy. She never smiled. And I, she just had me convinced that it was all horseshit. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, this, there's no fucking way this lady is involved with anything legitimate. Anything this, this, good. This isn't God. God has nothing to do with this. I mean, this well, is craziness. What about whose idea was it for you to go there? Was it yours or one of your No, parents? it was my parents'. Uh, I think you know it was probably one of the better schools in the area. It's hard to right. find good public schools. It was in no- you know North New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I went to Catholic school my whole life. I went like half a year to a public school, and it was so behind that I ended up being the janitor in my own high school, so I could pay my tuition, not because of any religious things, but the fact that the education was better there. Wow. So I, I you know, it's kind of funny when you, I don't have any stigma about being the janitor at the high school i mean i still oddly enough i was like the homecoming king too so you you well, while you were going to school there you were also the janitor i was it the guy that was stigma why I, would it have a stigma though i was well i mean you know it's not like being the the captain of the football team being <laughs> the guy dragging out the empty milk carton bags you know right but at least you were industrious enough to figure out how to get a job yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think anything was embarrassing about it. It was only till later on, as an adult, I would tell that story, and people would go, "Wow, you know." Yeah, there's something about being a janitor that's uh, particularly humbling <laughs> for people. You know, just the word janitor. You're a, you're a guy who's essentially you clean things up. That's it. I, I don't know why it didn't bother me. I don't know why. It just seemed like it made sense to me. If I was, if I was a janitor, that meant I could go to the school. Right. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's not impressive. That's why. It bothers people, you know, who uh, want to impress you with what they do. Right. But then I started doing stand-up when I was like 15, 16 years old. So when I was in high school, Tom Kenny and I were doing stand-up. Wow. Where were you doing it? Like at gong shows and things like that, open mic nights. Uh, Barry Crimmins, who was one of the Boston comedy guys, uh, he had an open mic that was in Syracuse, outside of Syracuse at the time. We would do that every week. And we were teenagers and we had fake ids to get into the clubs and stuff holy shit so what, what how old did you have to be well 18 but then when i moved to boston it was 19 so i used my brother's jimmy's id to go do stand-up comedy so sometimes like i'd be in worcester and a bomb and and but i'd be as jim goldthwaite because <laughs> i had to use my brother's id wow wow that's fucking awesome man one of the coolest things about Boston was all those different places you can go in and around it, you know, to, to work. Yeah, there so was, much like road work. There was a million gigs and you would just pile into a car and there'd be like four or five of you. And then, you know, that's the thing you miss in life is 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 the, you know, the hell gig. And then the, all of you would just laugh <laughs> you, <laughs> all the way you, home. your tits off on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? So that that goes away as you get older, which is kind of a drag. 
yeah, that was uh, that that time though is so unstable. You you can't wait for it to be over. When did you start doing stand up? Eighty eight. And and how old were you? Twenty one. And you August, were in Boston. Yeah, yeah. I started at uh, Stitches. Um, <laughs> sure. Jonathan Katz was the host the first <laughs> night I went on stage. One of my last shows in Boston when I moved out of there was at Stitches. I took all... The old one or the new one? The one that was the front of the paradise. Ah, the old one. That and, was the awesome one. And I had it all filled with all the shit from my uh, apartment. And I had a, a garage sale. And up and down the street, there was signs that said, garage sale, free coffee. And like I had coffee and donuts set up when you walked in. <laughs> and then I sold all the shit <laughs> that I lived with. All my shit was on stage. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, I never really, I guess I'm not doing traditional stand-up a bunch when I first got started. I was kind of making fun of it, and then it became the thing I was trying to make fun of, you know? You were trying to make fun of it, and then you got trapped in the act? Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. Because because by the time I was a kid, I, I mean, I loved comedy when I was a little boy. Like, you know, seven or eight years old, I was watching George Carlin on the Dinah Shore show, and I said to my mom, what does he do for a living? And she's like, that's what he does for a living. And I was like, um, that's the, the, yeah, that's the best thing ever. You know, I got to figure this out. <laughs> so by the time I was a teenager, I was kind of snarky and stuff. And I was kind of over the comedy that was popular at the time. And then Steve Martin came out and blew my mind and stuff. So you were sort of a comedy nerd before comedy nerds were around. Huge, huge, huge. So, so that's probably why I got burnt out by the time I was in my early 20s, you know, about comedy. You know, people... People now take it so serious that it's kind of weird. They take it, they make it, turn it into almost like a sports mentality, which, you know, I always thought, in my mind, the comedy I liked was always about outsiders and weirdos, you know? It wasn't about who's the best comic and who's the number one comic and who right. sells more and who's got the most popular podcast and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, right. it, it just, because, just because your art is popular uh, pretty much sometimes doesn't mean it's very valid. You know, the two two things don't really connect. You know, if something's good and popular, that's really strange when it does happen. You really think so? Yeah, yeah. What I about mean, the Black Keys? No, that's what I'm saying. But like something like that, they're still not like a household name. You know, uh, they're pretty them, pretty huge right well, now. Well, they're huge, but they're not like if I brought those up to my sisters, they wouldn't know who they really? were. Really? Yeah, yeah. I bet they would have heard their songs. No, my sister so would, does movies. not. My really? sister, yeah. none of my family yeah. knows Black Keys. That's incredible. And they're from Ohio. Well, they're filling arenas now. Really? Yeah, yeah. They they they, um, they sold out Madison Square Garden. But in like 15 minutes. Yeah, but I'm not saying that everything that's popular is bad. But I'm also saying it sounds like I'm backpedaling now. But but you, 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 I, like Kardashians is not really. I know what you're saying that there's a lot of popular shit that sucks, and that just because something's popular doesn't mean it's good. I know I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I, and I get tired of that argument. It's uh, but it's easy for me, you know, because yeah. I make my movies that only play film festivals. Well, it's a weird and go thing. right to VOD. You know, <laughs> it's it's what are what are you trying to do? You know, are you trying to make a, a blip that hits the, the 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 most amount of numbers possible? Are you trying to like are you calculating your your attack, or are you doing something that genuinely you would love? And it's just, this is the way you do it. And, you know, people are going to like it. They're not going to like it. But you're not like, you're not engineering it for financial success. Right. But I mean, look what you're doing. I mean, look at this on, on paper. It, it wouldn't make any sense at all. You know, we're going to combine uh, mixed martial arts, comedy, <laughs> and art bell. <laughs> 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 and it's going to be popular. 
<laughs> no fucking way. Well, as a comedian, you, but you, comedian you, slash cage fighting commentator, that doesn't that doesn't seem to work. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't work. I actually say I think it's funny. It's like I, I owe you an apology and you don't even know it. Like I, I had uh, until I started listening to your show, I had some baggage with you just because uh, and, and why it's really unfair of me to have it was I had a preconceived notion of you from from what you did on television. And, and I'm like, if anybody should cut anyone some fucking slack, it's the dude <laughs> from Police Academy. Do you know what I mean? Like I, was, right, right, like I right. had this ego thing going, what, is he doing stand-up? You know what I mean? Which right. is like, oh, you're the fucking purist, Zed? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you're the dude from Hot to Trot, and you're going to blow the guy from <laughs> from Fear Factor It's, it's a natural thing, though, if you have any personal angst to sort of like look for different little weak spots. Yeah, in but the, that's not cool, man. It's not cool, but it's a natural thing. But I, sh- there's, I, 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 don't, I didn't owe you an apology because I never went anywhere and said that openly. But you know what I mean? Right. I, I would completely understand it. But for me, it was like, there's no way I can not do that show. It was too much money. It was too no, crazy. I, look, I don't judge I, but, anyone. Uh, look, I was the voice of a fruitcake this year. <laughs> so I'm not about to fucking judge anything you do. But, but I, I completely understand people making fun of it. I mean, it's, but, I, I make fun of it. Yeah, I make fun of my stuff too. But but I, I shouldn't judge anybody. I went, They asked me, to, there was a celebrity version of the show. Is that right? Of what show? Of your show? Fear Factor? Yeah. There's a few. Yeah, yeah. we did uh, a bunch of them. Okay, because they, they asked me to. And, and yeah. like, I only like things that I can fuck up that I know will make air. And th- what I really did, the idea I came up with was, like, to put, like, a, a bag of pudding in my pants, like, brown pudding, <laughs> and then wait till me being suspended somewhere and be like, <laughs> Joe, I really got to get down. <laughs> And then just open up the bag of pudding and just have shit awesome. dripping out of my <laughs> pants. That would have been awesome. That that would, been but it wouldn't have made the air. You know well, what I mean? I would have fought for it. <laughs> but that was really the thing I was thinking. I was like, how could I fuck this up? Maybe it would have. And, made and you don't the know air. my commitment. I actually would have just sat there all day with a bag full of pudding in my pants because uh, my commitment to fuck things up is pretty good. I believe it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did it with uh, like Penn and Teller did it. A bunch of different people did it. It was fun. It was the food things that, that turned me off. That's well, why I couldn't do thing, it. the food thing, the most recent, you know, we did it again recently. We did another season of it, like after like six years of being wow. off the air. And the, the, the new season, people had to drink donkey sperm. And <sighs> it got leaked out on TMZ. <laughs> it got leaked out on TMZ. TMZ got pictures of the glasses, <laughs> these fucking <laughs> venti Starbucks mug full of, of donkey cum. And then... <laughs> Uh, people started protesting, that's, and then NBC my, said they were going to uh, pull the episode, <laughs> and so and then NBC pulled the episode, and they just canceled the show. They're like, "That's it." Wow, that's Funny my uh, <laughs> that's my morning radio show moniker, Donkey Come. Donkey Come. That is <laughs> Donkey really? Come and Dave. <laughs> oh, that's no, funny. but 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 uh, uh, there's so well that was and a, they did it. They all did it. It was they all did it. They had to play horseshoes, and that's what it is. It was uh, three <laughs> three groups of twins: one boy, two girls. So four, four, four girls, and one of them they had to decide. They would play horseshoes, and one of them would be one would represent uh, donkey cum, and the other one would represent donkey urine, which is uh, was actually cow's urine, I think it was, which is way <laughs> oh fake. The urine is way easier to swallow once you get past the fact that it's urine and just throw it down. It's really not that big a deal. It's actually you, you can get away with it, and they boil it. They make sure it's sterile. <laughs> but the, <laughs> I can't, it's just so ridiculous. 
Um, but the other person would have to drink to come. So they, they would play uh, horseshoes, and everyone landed on the same thing. They all wound up drinking 24 ounces. And you can't believe uh, they're really going to do it. You can't believe they're really going to do it. They lay it out in the glasses. These people drink it. Uh, I mean, and it's really crazy to watch because there's essentially cum all over their face. Because not, it's not going down clean. So cum is dripping down their cheeks. Cum is on their clothes. And I'm like, for real? This is my job? This, is, this is a job? <laughs> And so it, uh, I was telling them that this is ridiculous. I was like, you can't, this is never going to air. It's never going to be on television. And like, NBC's giving us the green light. They, they approved this episode. They approved the, you know, the, they got through standards and practices. Like, really? Really? What time was that going to be on? Like, regular time, 8 o'clock. And so did they actually, uh, <laughs> they actually, did they say it was uh, not, uh, what word am I looking for? Not purified, uh, sterilized. Well, donkey cum is sterile. Because donkeys are hybrids. See, horse cum is the reason. This is how Fear Factor would work. <laughs> Say, if we found some people were eating something in some other culture, like balut, which is like this chicken embryo or duck embryo right. that th- they love in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. In America, it's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's disgusting. In their country, it's it's normal. So we have to just find something that's fucked up in other countries that people eat because they're starving, and we get people to eat it. So in New Zealand, some crazy assholes decided to start selling shots of horse semen at bars. So people would get fucked up. You have a few tequilas. Like, let's do a whole shot, mate. Let's do a whole shot. And you're doing Yeah, it's like Red Bull. Yeah. It's it's like natural Red Bull, supposedly. Supposedly. It gives you like a little energy. I think the energy is just like, I just swallowed the fucking (laughs) sperm. Right. It's exciting. The fuck am I doing? Your heart's beating faster. You're just like, holy shit. It feels like drugs. So the, the... because of that, the producers extrapolated, oh, well, then we'll make people drink a big gulp full of donkey jizz. And they got donkey jizz because it's cheaper. Sure. Because it's useless. It doesn't really make donkeys. <laughs> oh, I got you. Because they're sterile. Because they're shooting blanks. Yeah, and the way they get them is they, they use a cattle prod. They stick it up the donkey's ass. Mm. And, it, you know. So Rusty tromboning the tr- Yeah, exactly. Tr- triggers his, his area. Yeah. And then and he jizzes. just blasts. And then they just gather it all up and sell it to Fear Factor. Wow. And now you said you tasted it just because you wanted to taste it. Well, I, I ate some, some, <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, what? I ate some cooked, com- no. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm Jesus Christ. He made I'm like on, trying to, he made a comment. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a way that it's better. Well, no, no, no. no the cum I ate was totally cooked. No, it, it was, was an omelet. It was Don't frosting. Worry. Yeah, I was watching Anthony Bourdain's show, and he was at a sushi mm. restaurant where they were serving cum. They, they serve uh, sperm sacks, and they're, they're, they're eating the sperm sacks and the sperm. And they're oh. eating, and they're like, oh, this is some good sperm. Uh, well, you were talking about uh, sterilized. My, my wife was... Uh, uh, worked on Jackass 2, where they did drink the... Remember the oh, yeah. there's the horse sperm I believe oh. Chris Pontius I think but but there's a scene where she's gluing pubes on a guy's face I don't know if you saw that movie. <laughs> did you see it no no I didn't yeah. see you it. didn't see Jackass too no so oh, she's it's the best one so these good movies give me anxiety <laughs> so she's she's gluing pubes on the guy's face as <laughs> a fake beard but he thinks it's he thinks it's real hair or whatever but um, they asked they said did you did you sterilize this? And she's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how are you going to sterilize pubes? Just conditioning. Because, like, all the guys in the, you know, all the jackass guys had, had shaved their pubes. And then 
Uh, I mean, there was a longer gag going on, but the guy didn't know that they, were, they gave him a pube beard. <laughs> but uh, what would he expect? I love I look, that, that. Look where he's at. That's my gal, you know. Just, uh, but, but um, his funny story was uh, after that, I was at a screening, and um, and I know Billy Crystal over the years, and and uh, he comes up and goes, oh, I just saw that jackass too, you know. Oh my God, the. They're gluing pubes on a guy's face, and I go, "Oh yeah, that's that's my wife. That's 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 that's, that's the old girl." <laughs> and he looks and he realizes, "Holy shit, it really is." So, it, 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 it's pretty uncomfortable for a beat there, but you know, what are you gonna do? The I I she, couldn't. She's a costume designer, but she did that, you know, because she'll she'll go along with a gag, right? But um, but but. But she gets calls still for people saying, hey, will you do makeup? And it's like, I only have one makeup look, glue and pubes on a guy's face. That's the one thing. If you want Brian Wilson to have a pube beard, I'm your guy. That's hilarious. Somehow or another, she just got attached to that? Uh, I think you do it once, you know? <laughs> just one, give one, one pube beard. I couldn't watch uh, Jackass after I watched the one clip of Johnny Knoxville putting a blindfold on and he lets a bull launch wow. at him. The bull just attacks him, and he goes flying through the air. And I'm Man. like, what, what the fuck? Are you? You're a movie star, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> There's so much more to those movies other than that. You'd love that. I can't. You would be can't, I can't watch it. It's yeah, but, crazy. But you play clips that are way more Sometimes. Uh, offensive but, than, or shocking than that. What, on the show, you mean? Yeah, on your show. If we do it, it's you know not for the whole show. You know, Jackass no, no, I mean, is like an show, hour. I know, Jackass is like an hour and a half of guys getting <laughs> fucking hit in the nuts with <laughs> shotgun blasts. It's like, I can't watch it all. It's too crazy. It's too, you're too sensitive. Well, I'm, I, I might be, I, I, you know, you would think that I would be, I, I've seen so many people get fucked up in real life, like right. doing MMA commentary, being that close to the cage. You would think I'd be like, you know, that that kind of stuff wouldn't bother me anymore. But the stuff like where I know someone's going to get injured still, still, still makes gives it me the heebie jeebies crashes, anything ski crashes, anything where your leg trip twists backwards. And I see, you know, there's a slow mo. Is it because you've had these injuries? Yeah, yeah. Is that why? Yeah. yeah well, I've had them. I know what funny. it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> once, once I see you, it. Once you pee blood once, it's just not as funny. Yeah, it's not funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Did you hear about this Japanese chef who's, uh, he says he's asexual, he's 22 years old. He auctioned his cock and balls off for uh, a, a, a banquet that he was going to give. Mm-mm. He gave a banquet, had his dick and balls surgically removed, mm. and then served them to uh, the patrons for like, I don't know, 150,000 yen or something. No, I, wasn't, I, re- I don't really think it was that much money. No, it wasn't that much money. It was like pretty cheap. Yeah, how, how crazy is that? <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm haggling here. I'm, I'm trying to figure. Well, you know what would be a shame is if he did all that trouble and then they didn't taste so good. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? sure. No ball- one showed up. Uh, <laughs> My balls are a little overdone. If, if dicks tasted really good, people would be eating them all the time. There's a reason why you can buy them at the pet store and they, they serve them to dogs. You know, if dick was like better than filet mignon, you know, we would be eating dick. We'd but, be eating animal dick. But, but the Japanese do. I mean, they're all. Do they eat animal dicks? I know they eat balls. Yeah, yeah. Balls yeah. are, they actually taste good, though. Like Have Rocky you, Mountain oysters. So you've eaten those? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> but I mean, people love them. I mean, well, no, I haven't had them. But people say they love them, you know. Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, apparently, to people who have had them, they, they, they taste delicious. I just don't think I ever had one. I've never looked down at my junk and said, mmm, mm. you know, with some parsley. Yeah. Maybe with some onions. 
Yeah, it's just imagine if that was the best part of the bull. To kill a whole bull just to get his <laughs> balls. People would do it. Bull, <laughs> bulls were like the cavi- bull balls were the caviar of the the animal kingdom. Now, do you do you? Uh, yeah, I don't. Wh- how do we end up talking about eating balls? Probably we got on a Fear Factor subject. Oh, sorry, that's my, my bad. Come, that's what it was. <laughs> it the people had to drink cum. That's what that's what killed the second season. You mean the new season? The the newest, the yeah. second. Version. Now, were you bummed out that it got killed? No, or? I was happy. You were like, yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I, that's I dodged like, a bullet. I could have been doing that show again for another six years. Because <laughs> they, they're doing a reboot of Police Academy. Are they really? Yeah. Are you going to do it? No, no. They, I, they're not even going to ask me. But I, I said that. I go, yeah, they're going to reboot it like um, like how they did uh, uh, 21 Jump Street. They're going to make it a comedy. Oh, sexy and cool. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make it a comedy this time. Oh, that's no, I think I annoyed the producers so much that they wouldn't actually have me back at Police Academy. Really? Why? Because I was kind of a dick when we made those movies. I mean, I wasn't like... Uh, it, it wasn't like I was an asshole, but I was also... I wasn't like going... Hey, this is really great what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I right. you know, I, I had a sense of humor about it. I didn't really think, oh, this is the, you know, the finest moments in cinema, you know. So uh, because of that, I was uh, considered a pain in the ass. That and sometimes I would say, hey, how about at the beginning of the movie, we have these bad guys that at the end we could catch. And the producer get really mad. Like, oh, what are you trying to do? You know, they get mad at me for trying to, <laughs> I was trying to suggest a plot. <laughs> Like, I just thought maybe if, oh, all right. Did you try to change the tone of the movie? <laughs> yeah, no, make them grittier. This did time you, it's going to be realistic. Did you ever come to them and go, listen, man, we've got to do something to mix this up. This is bullshit. <laughs> Zed wouldn't say this. <laughs> Zed is from the streets, man. A friend of mine is a, a director, and uh, she's a very reasonable person. And uh, she uh, was telling me some great stories about working with actors that would come to them and say, I think my character should be in a bikini in this scene. <laughs> oh. You know, like for no reason, like this is a mother. She's a mother of four. Yeah. And she's going to answer the door in a bikini, you know, and she has a really like young haircut. I'm thinking like shaved in the sides. Like, bitch, you're 50. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like they want to like completely rework. All of a sudden they're creative. You know, they take a Xanax or whatever the fuck they're on. Yeah. They, no, I would have. Uh, I remember uh, the guy who played. Uh, Peppy the clown in uh, Shakes, and he would just just before the scene, just before we say action, we go. I say, Bobcat, um, I think my character would have a schnauzer. Like what? Like where am I gonna go to the fucking schnauzer store? Oh yeah, all right, (sighs) sure. I'll go get you a trained schnauzer. Let's just uh, do the scene the way it's written. The people there, there are certain actors that when they go on to a movie, you, you sort of assume that they're going to rewrite things, right? And right. There's certain actors that have that kind of yeah, but you, blanche. But you kind of, you know, you hope folks are on the same page. So, so when they're when they're rewriting or changing stuff, it's in a similar tone and it's about the story and it's making it better, you know. Right. But when you have an actor doing that, doesn't that thing get weird? So far, I've, I've only, I think, I, uh, you know, everybody I work with are friends of mine, and they're always people that are on the same page, you know. That's the best. If you can just work with a group of your friends on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, I really do think that, like, people thought, like, oh, you work with Robin Williams, you know, that he was going to be spinning out, you know, doing his improvs and stuff. And it was more like, you know, he knew this guy, and any ad-libs or any changes were really valid, you know. Uh, they were his suggestions, you know. I think people confuse Robin's stand-up with his acting. 
You yeah, know, and, and you know, Raman's interesting. He takes acting really serious. Like, I think he actually thinks of himself as an actor first, you know, because he went to Juilliard and stuff like that. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's one of the best actors in the world. I yeah, mean. I agree. I think as an actor, I think he's amazing. I think, I think he's better as an actor than he even is as a stand-up. I think he's just incredible. Well, that I, I think photo booth movie. What was that? Yeah, movie one hour called? photo. One yeah, hour photo. Yeah. He's uh, he's incredible. Well, you should you should check out the the movie he and I made. I would it's, love to. It's uh, he's you know it was funny because like before we started to work on it, I was like, is he gonna listen to me? You know, am I gonna say right? Let's do this one. Just do it kind of mellow and, uh, or is he gonna say? Uh, you were in Hot to Trot, and I have an Oscar, so we're gonna do it my way. But that's not—he never pulled any shit like that. He was—he uh, was, you know, we we hope to keep making movies. We'll probably do another movie together. Do you feel free from Police Academy? No, I mean, I know when I die, the there'll be a photo of me in a police uniform. <laughs> you know, what I mean, there's no way around it. You know, I, 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 you know, you know, it's there's no way around it. But you know, if people remember me at all, it'll be that way. Yeah. Did you ever have regrets? Um, yeah, always, you know, but, but I don't, I don't, it just took me almost, it's taken me almost, you know, 25, 30 years to get where I am now. And now I make these small little movies. I do stand up. So, you know, to pay my rent and, uh, I'm really happy. So all the things that I would file under regrets actually helped me get to where I am. You know, when you're doing stand up, do you ever, uh, are you doing, it as you are you doing it as your character no it's me now it's me you know? i think 100 yeah and i think like if i did do the persona and some of the markets it would be more uh helpful you know because a lot of the country it still is the 80s you know what i mean <laughs> honestly you know if you like, say if you go like, hey the, kansas or yeah, something yeah they go oh the guy from police academy and he's coming and but he's not going to do that voice oh really <laughs> why do i want to go see that uh, he's going to tell funny stories, you know, but, uh, I think if, uh, it's like, uh, poison's coming and they're not doing every roses. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it was a decision I had to make just because I was back on the road and I was like, why do I hate the road? And I thought it was cause I hated the wacky morning teams and the, and the shyster club owners and the shitty opening acts. Sorry, Brian. Right. And, uh, oh! <laughs> snappity do. Oh. No. <laughs> no. I just, uh, I, I haven't even seen your stand up. I just, he just know had that to do stuck. it. It was right there. It was just like, no, but, but, um, but I realized I just hated doing this persona that I had no connection to anymore, you know, just because of people's obligation. People were, you know, wanted to see it. You know? Did you drop it and then go back to the same club like that you were there a year before? And they're like, hey, what the fuck? There's certain clubs, I think, definitely, because, you know, it, it, what happens eventually is it, it, I think it did affect my ticket sales, you know, so there's certain rooms I don't work anymore, but, but you know, I, I, I have to do what I can, so I can hit the pillow at night and feel okay. Yeah, well, it's, and it's also the idea that you could only be funny as that character, silly, you know. Well, you, I mean, but here's the thing that's funny, it's like, back in the day on my early HBO specials, there was material, you know, I was doing stuff about the Iran-Contra hearings and things like that right. in my act, you know? Uh, but, uh, but because of my persona, people didn't understand that there was anything going on in my act, you know? So it never bothered me because I thought it was a great way I could sneak my message in. But in hindsight, um, you know, sometimes, Sometimes I'll read something snarky when I'm ego surfing on the web and it'll be like, uh, the guy from Police Academy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like going, dude, you watch those movies. That's the only reason you're mad. 
you know, I, I didn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, <laughs> so, so whatever, you know, I don't, I don't let too much of it bother me because I'm so much into my own thing. And, and the other thing is funny is, is I'm not really nostalgic, you know what I mean? I, I'm really always on to the next project. I'm always writing. After World's Greatest Dad, I wrote five screenplays, you know, so, and uh, God Bless America is just one of them. So I just keep writing all the time. Windy City Heat's one of my favorite movies, and there was some talk for a time to, to bring a, a second one around. Uh, and I know there's a lot of fans of, of like Perry and Don and all that. And, and they even have a pretty successful podcast. Did you, did you enjoy making this movie? Did you ever think about making a, you know, a second one or, um, only if, uh, uh, only if, uh, <laughs> if, if Perry was on board, I think I, I, uh, you know, obviously you can't do it without him, but, but I, uh, the 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 idea of doing another one you know maybe i I don't rule it out you know it is i do think it's it's uh it's it's probably the funniest thing i've ever been involved in yeah that's for sure it had to you had such a great uh cast did you have anything any of the are these a lot of your friends like dan cook was in it did you do comedy stand up with him no it's a combination of a bunch of different uh uh a bunch of different uh comedians and their friends and and uh and actors and stuff (laughs) rowan polanski (laughs) film (laughs) that was the dramatic uh, trailer. Uh, the dramatic trailer. And what, if people <clears throat> people don't know, can you explain the whole story behind Windy City Heat, or is that too much of a giveaway? I think it's a giveaway. I think people should just watch it. I know people <laughs> watch it and they think it's fake. Uh, that's that's fine. You know, I, I I don't argue it. Kimmel doesn't argue that either. You know, so you know people just have to explore it on their own. But I do know that I think it is. Uh, it, it's. Clearly, I think the funniest thing I've been involved in. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, a lot of people like, don't know. Like, I guess this is Perry on the left, and it's Don Barris in the middle. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. Just call my agent. You know, if you make a decision. Thanks. Okay. Hey, you're Carson Daly, aren't you? Hi, I'm Don Barris. Everyone's in on the joke except Perry. Wearing the fanny pack. Wearing the jackets. <laughs> Wearing the hat, I'm looking at I'm looking at myself, or, or somebody that wants to be me, and, and I'm saying and I'm thinking through my head, this is somebody that needs his ass kicked bad, <laughs> real bad. Hi, Perry. Hi, Perry Carson. Carabello. Hi. Pleasure. So how'd it go? Uh, there? You think you got the role? I don't know. It went good. You know, they want to see one other guy, some scary fairy, something. Yeah. Scary fairy? Is that what you're calling me, Perry? Perry, Perry, I'm Stone. Perry, oh, okay, so Stone Fury. Anyway, right, listen, good yeah. luck to you, yeah. and I yeah, will luck. catch you later. Perry, you should go. Later. Okay, <laughs> did you ever worry at any point in time that you're dealing with a crazy person when you were doing this movie? Don Barris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I worry about that every time I deal with Don Barris. <laughs> I love Don Barris. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. No, but, I, I, uh, I actually the other Don guy. is a is a is a. A great actor, actually. But um, uh, besides being a funny guy, um, I uh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, of course. I mean, it's 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 really on the edge, man. I mean, it was a really strange and uncomfortable and scary movie to make. I mean, <laughs> it was really fucking weird. It, do you feel bad at all? No, because Perry gets what he wants, and what's he what's he want more than anything is fame. You know. Yeah. Right, but he's crazy. 
He's not. No, no he's not. I, I, I mean, you know, as opposed to other comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Fury. Let me tell you a little about Stone. He's a uh, he's a, a hard drinking, hard talking, hard living, tough guy. And we've seen a lot of people for this role. We saw Gandolfini, uh, uh, Leota, Leota, and uh, Wopat. We actually narrowed down the field uh, to yourself and one other actor who we just saw who, who was... Just walked out of here. He was quite, uh, yeah. quite yeah. good. Carson? Mm-hmm. Boy, he's good. He's a uh, joke. Kamish? <laughs> he's a joke. You have to, oh, that's your nobody opinion. can do uh, this role but me. That's great. Um, wow, he's crazy. So, are you, are you ready? It's amazing. And act. Perry, I, I, I'm sorry. A lot, of, a lot of directors, they say, action. I just say, and act. Thank you. So when you hear me say, and act, and you. Then go. Act. Okay. And act. <laughs> My name is Stone. Stone Fury. I'm sorry. I no, apologize. I know you're excited, guys. We're just we're just getting into this. Can you please just step out? Okay. I'm no so problem. Perry. Rock on! Bob, can you get these guys evacuated from this building? They're gone. That's good. I like. Uh, no, I like what you're doing. Get <laughs> Okay, this is not going to make any sense. Uh, yeah, this is. If people we just, we're just are not informed. TV right now. <laughs> if people are not informed, this is not making any sense. I'm going to have to give. Can I give away a little bit of a yeah, spoiler? Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, All right, the guy Perry. They they have him convinced that he's a star. They make a movie around him. He's just a crazy guy. And he's crazy enough to actually believe that he really is like a movie star. He's the star of a movie and called is, Windy City Heat. And so they, you basically shoot a movie with him. Hoodwinked a crazy guy. <laughs> everybody's in, in, a movie. On, everybody's everybody's in, in on, on the joke him. except him. Yeah, everybody's in on the joke that he's this movie star. And Don but, Barris tries yeah. to ruin, like, I mean, Don Barris just pretty much tortures him like he does. Well, it's brilliant. The thing, it's really brilliant. Once you realize that this guy does not know, and then you realize what a crazy fuck he must be to, to let this go this deep without, like, stepping back once and going, hey, wait well, a minute, what the fuck's going on here? But would you, I mean, if there's giant... You know, trucks out front, and, yeah. and everybody. And you have your parking spot, and you drive onto the lot, and and and, and the, well, he had to sign off on the, all this as the, well. And the women love you, and you know, yeah, he loves this movie. Uh, but I mean, when you see the movie, it's really interesting because immediately, you know, he's making demands and and bossing <laughs> <laughs> and bossing his intern around. It's and so fascinating. It's a, it's a, it's a onion that never stops peeling <laughs> away. Seriously, you know, because I showed it recently in Atlanta and people had questions and they said, you know, is Perry real? And so I just called him on the phone. And it's, he's like, he's wow. off, and, off and running, you know. What does Perry do to f take care of himself these days? Uh, you know he 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 is a uh, a SAG extra. He does show up in movies as a, a SAG extra. And for the longest time, he worked in his family's print shop that I I heard recently went under. So, 
Yeah, I didn't know. Windy <clears throat> City Heat. It's uh, it, it's like I said. It's it's really a fascinating movie. I mean, I, I can't say it's not my baby because Don and 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 Mull and and uh, Jimmy Kimmel and all these folks have been doing this for about eleven years before I got involved and directed <laughs> this movie. They'd been doing this with the same guy for eleven yeah, years, yeah. And, and they still do it today on the Big Three podcast that Don Barris does. So he still thinks he's a movie star. Oh yeah, they they uh, they actually it's even gotten crazier now because if, if you're especially if you're a local LA guy they have like people like uh, Leeds Mattress the guy goes we won't be beat he's now like a sponsor and he's just a crazy person so you have this guy that you're used to on the mattress guy from the TV commercials here now is a, somehow part of the show and it, it's just it's amazing it's, insane. it's I mean, amazing because like if you you know like here's Perry and you go well Perry here's refrigerator Perry and it really is him so I mean you know all these things kind of made it easier so when you say and here's our still photographer for Ansel Adams hello Mr. Adams you know I mean <laughs> so why wouldn't it be Ansel Adams right. <laughs> if, if I just meant the real refrigerator Perry <laughs> dude I can't figure it out I used to have back aches when I was making the movie going I was like this is insane you know uh, you know I started thinking people were filming me when I was peeing <laughs> it got, you start getting paranoid and really crazy do you have no sense of guilt whatsoever for well the, the not now I think <laughs> not now but I, I know that that he's very happy with what uh, the outcome when all said and done he's happy that it gave, gave him a lot yeah, of attention yeah, yeah. And, and still does right and, and, still and he got sells. paid he got paid very well when he did it and stuff so you know and and um but uh you know what what's <laughs> i don't know you know i i i i i'll be dealing with this uh, for the rest of my life <laughs> i love it i hope there's more i know barris never had a problem fucking Playing, clowning the guy Oh he's still You know Barris has his hand In like a million different pots Now he does the Ding Dong show We had a podcast here The other day Where we had a live Ding Dong show And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life I was half scared What's a, what's a live out. Ding Dong show uh, He It was uh, Don Barris uh, Aiko Tanaka Mary Jane And they brought uh, uh, Two of their Ding Dongers Schizophrenic surfer Who's a schizophrenic weed guy He's like smoking weed And, and then they have t- uh Tennessee, I think is his name, and who's also from Tim and Eric, and and they they just pretty much had a show, and it was the craziest thing I've. If you watch it, it's 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 like watching a train wreck that you can't look away. It's amazing, uh, but yeah, we'll be up on Death Squad soon. But uh, he Don ha- does this shit. He does you know like the Ding Dong Show. He has the Big Three. He also has his band, which is an air guitar band, where he has this whole band where people are playing fake instruments that he does almost every single night at the comedy store. This guy, and he does opens up uh, for Kimmel every single day. It, every single day he, you know, or whenever Kimmel has a he show. He does the warm-up for the show. He does the warm-up. He is the most big. Don is a workaholic, and that guy is, you know, fucking working every single and day. And he's really good at tricking crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be. He's excellent at He's going to be here Friday for the Death Squad show Friday. So tickets are available now. Ice yeah. House. <clears throat> Don, Don Barris is a motherfucker. He's another one of those guys where I never quite understood why he never got. Uh, you know More recognition Yeah He's a funny dude Well yeah. I mean But you know you, You're implying that Show business is based on Merit and talent And stuff you Well know. I just I, I always it, I hope think, that Someone Finds the good ones Well but know? I think that A lot of it has to be uh, Tenacity And your ability To compromise You know I think I think those are the things That really are rewarded In show business Tenacity for sure The ability to compromise <clears throat> You mean uh, do things you don't really enjoy doing to further your career? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That but, can help. Uh, but but, but <laughs> that can help. That's the key ingredient. Money is, money is the most important thing. Get some money, then you don't have to worry anymore. But do you, but do you, uh, do you find money does make you happy? No. No, it does not. But it definitely uh, takes away the unhappy feeling of being broke. Right. So it doesn't make you happy. And but the panic. It, it, and, then, yeah. and, then, and then, you know, my thing would be, you know, do things for money and then and then blow it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was it's so self-destructive. Uh, yeah. So now I'm much happier uh, trying to kind of live a life that's way, way smaller. So I don't. Mm. So my nut's not as big. It's a good thing to not have to think about shit like that. Mo- that's, money, more problems. Yeah. Well, there is that that to a certain extent, too. You know, but I, I remember very clearly when I was young, when I first started making some money doing stand up. Like like not having to worry about paying my bills anymore. I remember that feeling. Yeah, that was yeah. You know, it was really when I, I got a development deal from based on stand up uh, for uh, some Disney thing, and they they gave me like a chunk of money, and I remember, wow, there's some money in the bank right now. I don't have to worry about now. I, I can stop thinking about my bills for a while. Like it was a huge was like the, what weight lift. What was off. the first thing you bought like without like you know what I mean like going <sighs> like you know like Jethro Bodine? Like what was the first thing you just pointed at and said? I think a massage chair, one of those massage chairs. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> those are awesome. <laughs> like a like a barca lounger that had a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah. You lie in it, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, exactly. And did and it, it work? Yeah, yeah, really good. A sharper image. That's I remember I that. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. thing. You remember that thing? You threw it away? No, no, I still have it oh. actually. I that still was have like it. the first thing you went. One of the first things I got when I got some money. When I first came out to California and I was on a sitcom. That was the first thing I got. I got a fucking <laughs> massage chair. How I just long have you been so eyeballing cool. it? Like, How, well, I, I remember sitting in one of them at a, a mall and going, this is the most amazing God, invention what, of all time. This is how the rich people live. <laughs> Rollers and tappers. It goes oh, like this. Down your back. It's really pretty awesome. Someday I'm going to be famous. I'm going to get one of these. The new ones are even better. The new ones, your arms go into like cases and it massages your arms and your legs. It massages your legs. Yeah, it's really crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It encases yeah, your leg you. and grabs it. Yeah. And you just have to hope it doesn't go haywire. And yeah. Fucking what the fuck? <laughs> Terminator earthquake, on you. Earthquake happens. You want to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and it's, the power you're trapped. You just yeah. sit there with the flashlight. It clamps you <laughs> in. You can't move. <laughs> we've, actually, we've actually gone completely full circle. While you're screaming for help, you think, I have to throw this flashlight <laughs> as far away from me as possible so it seems like we're not connected. <laughs> this, is, this is how I'm going to go out. <laughs> just throw it down the hallway. I think that's the way to go out though I, I know people are always talking about being afraid to be found that way i say you know whatever fine. it's not you're dead it's over Please. it's an opportunity for people to make fun yeah put put, yeah. A, put a rubber fist in my ass asap <laughs> you know you even fa- so you're even in favor of faking it yeah yeah oh that's you, beautiful you're a I, team player yeah i always always again i know the distance for the laugh you know yeah I mean? that, you gotta that, do what you gotta do you know, I would only hope someone with a sense of humor would find me. Well, you, you know, there was that video of the guy who got fucked to death by a horse. Have you ever, you've seen that video? I haven't watched it, but I know the movie Zoo. Yes, exactly. I heard you talking about it. Yeah. But I, I, I was at Sundance when that movie was there. Yeah. When that guy or died, the year after. that guy dying that way and yeah. that video being on the Internet. That guy gave like a huge amount of people a, a big burst of positive energy. <laughs> Not a because, not yeah, all. because I, mean, I don't watch it. I don't see positive. Because I laugh, man. This fucking something funny. There's a guy and there's a guy helping the, the horse dick in his ass, and 
It's ridiculous. It's talk one of the about, most ridiculous things. Talk about things. friends. Yeah. How do you make guy. that call? You go, hey, uh, I want to fuck a horse, but I'm going to need a little help. <laughs> <laughs> he says, how can I help you? Well, you're going to have to put the horse dick in my ass. All right. What time? Well, Three. they had done it many, many times. Three's not good. I have a Manny Petty. <laughs> <laughs> Manny Petty. <laughs> <laughs> it's stick it. They did it all. Yeah, I um. They actually moved to see, Seattle I, just to, to do that. I think it's weird that you can't watch Jackass, but you can watch that. That's well, really it's a quick clip. It's really quick. <laughs> so it's about the time. Yeah, it's about. I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm sitting down watching Jackass. I'm committing to an hour and a half of you know uh, soccer kicks to the balls and horses right. running over people and yeah, uh, get anxiety. But a quick clip of a, a guy quick clip of a dude a guy getting raped to death by a stallion. <laughs> Fuck yeah, death. I can watch that. Sure. Over the math bail does hay. not add up. <laughs> Fuck the dad. It's just, I just, first of all, if there's a guy who's out there willing to do that, you need to know. I just think you need to know to put it in your computer bank of human behavior. This is the full spectrum. You, you should know the full spectrum. You shouldn't right. be shocked by But that's not the even the full spectrum. That's only the spectrum when they had a camera handy. True. You know, I mean. Well, they had 100 hours of footage. <laughs> well, this is what happened. The guy bled out. They drive him to the, to the um, hospital. The police said, your friend's dead. What the fuck? What's with all the hay and blood around his asshole? <laughs> and then they confessed. And so they had to explain what happened. And on a technicality, it wasn't really illegal because they were living in Washington State. And until this movie, Zoo, came out, when the movie Zoo came out, they, they changed the law. Right. That was what the actual... <laughs> they, I mean, they had to have a fucking movie written about the fact that people were moving to their state specifically so they could get fucked by animals. So his death was what a, a romantic spat? It was a a, a, bl- a blip of laughter, a <laughs> happiness, <laughs> I mean, a smile, the-, uh, the feeling of if your life is fucked up and you're you know in credit card debt and you don't but, know what the fuck you want to do with yourself and you somebody I, sends you a clip of a guy getting fucked to death by a horse. But I mean, how put it all far in perspective. down do you go before that's what floats your boat? It's not floating anybody's boat. What it is is oh what, as no, not him, the person watching. I'm talking the about the guy doing who's it. doing it. Like, how do you get to that point? Well, here's the other thing. He also has piercings all over his balls, and this is why they're related. They think that people who get a lot of like genital piercings and things along those lines may be suffering not just from trauma, childhood trauma, which most likely there is some of that too, and sexual trauma usually but also that they might have a disorder that makes it very difficult for them to feel pain like a normal person. So they try to get pain. Right. So they do things like pierce themselves in very sensitive areas and you know, uh, things, right. so, things along those lines. And that might also be connected to the idea of letting a horse fuck you. It's like, you know what I mean? Like they need like an extreme sure. sensation. They sure. have a need for extreme sensation. And that makes, a sen- that makes sense too to me if you just think about the variations in behavior and people that you've met well I could see it being completely haywire and being like that you know that may ball piercings needs a horse dick in his ass it's just the spectrum and the guy was like the guy was like an architect man he was like a professional dude they probably have a lot of qualities that are all together yeah like like or like when they get married you know he the guy takes on the woman's last name or something like that. Those same same kind of group of people. <laughs> um, I guess so. That is some weak shit. When the guy takes on the woman's I name. I know, that is some weak shit. You, 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 that's a, a battle you're already losing. Yeah, I saw uh, some, some... What reality show was it where they, some guy did that recently? Shit, what reality? I can't remember. Well, I knew a dude who... Uh, the the hyphen, hyphen names are even worse. If you com- combine... Oh. <laughs> 
You combine both of your last names into yeah. one last name. Well, that's you know that's our mayor. You know our mayor in uh, in California. What what the fuck is his name? Uh, Aguilaro. What? I don't know. The fuck is his name? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter, does it? That's yeah. ridiculous. But it does matter because it, what it, what his name is. His name was like. Okay, now I have to pull it up. His name was not a Latino name. And he oh, combined right, his right, name right. with his wife's name. It became a Latino name. They got divorced. He kept that. What's ridiculous? See, that's the kind of person that gets fucked in the ass by a horse. Uh, did you ever... I know uh, uh, Steve Martin, you said, uh, was one of your influences uh, uh, for stand-up, I guess. Uh, so, so was mine. Uh, did you ever get to meet Steve Martin? Did you have any yeah. uh, cool Steve Martin story? Well, or? I mean... I, I get you know now if I see him we 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 will be friendly, but the first time I met him I was doing Letterman and and he said uh, he goes hi Howie, <laughs> he thought I was Howie Mandel. Oh no! Yeah, and Howie's a nice guy and everything, but I felt like a Ming vase that got hit with a ball peen hammer. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not Howie Mandel. All right. That's hilarious. Nice to meet you, Mork. <laughs> no, I didn't say that back. I was, so you just played the role as Howie? Uh, I Steve did, Martin. actually. I put a rubber glove on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, his name is Tony Villar. That's his real name. He calls himself Antonio Villaragosa. Yes. He, he completely Latinoed the fuck out of his name. He combined his name with his wife's name. And then when they got divorced, he just kept riding the Latino bull. That's ridiculous. That's cute. That shouldn't be legal. That seems like that seems like a a hoax. What? You shouldn't be able to just change your name and and and. Oh, you mean just yeah. to, for voters? Well, yeah, it just seems like it's a, it seems unethical. I know a couple of girls that want to change their names, that, especially that. if it's your fucking former <laughs> wife's name, man. That's ridiculous. Well, I think it's weird when you get a divorce and then the person still keeps the name. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. weird too. Not unless you have weird. kids, so it's less confusing. But you know, well, they can do it forever too. They can keep that shit forever. Like what? once they change their name, they just they could just oh, keep they could just rock it forever. Right, right. Yeah, oh. it should expire. Should totally expire. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, how <laughs> could you be married for a year and that woman becomes? How many years you were living with that person is how long they could have your name. Oh maybe? yeah, yeah. How's that? That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, because you can't. But even then, it. that's ridiculous. It should be half the time. Get over it. It should be. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, you know, well, for me, alimony is crazy because I'll be paying it until my ex-wife passes away, Whoa. or gets remarried. Yeah. What? Yeah. How does that work? Well, how are you responsible me, for Joe. a human for look the rest? Look at me. I'm looking at you. She had to fuck this. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's a. That's not, but that sounds bizarre that people can never well, get their life ca- together without you. Yeah. Well, that's it. You tainted her. You I ruined her. Amazing. She can't make a living. There's how, no way. It's impossible. How are you going to hold up to Bob's Catch Gold Farm <laughs> after this? Yeah. But it seems like you know, like why should you be responsible for her for the rest of your life? Another adult, another adult. Yeah, Yeah. it's so weird. It's a childish law. Yeah, it's terrible. It's foolish. You know, but but when you get married, you know that's, you know, you don't expect that you're going to get divorced. So you know, you're not thinking about that. I mean, I guess if you did, you were kind of. I guess that'd be healthier. But it's also kind of a pessimistic way to enter a relationship. This is the law is just so preposterous. It's just so ridiculous that you should have to pay for her forever. Like, why? Why? 
Why? This is, is it? A, is, did you take from her her ability to make a living? Did you take from her her ability to take care of herself? Of course she didn't. No, but I think it's it it, it stems from a very old timey kind of thing, like yeah. you know when the woman stayed at home and and you know weren't allowed to be professional and, and get a job and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's weird how many shit laws like that are in place. It's like whenever there's a situation where someone can get fucked. It, you know, and and you do see it, like in the case of divorces, and in, in in like something like your case, where you have to pay someone for that many years. It is very very frustrating. It's very frustrating to watch. It's very frustrating to see something that's not logical. You know. Well, it's not logical, but you know, it's like the old street joke. Uh, you know, why is divorce expensive? Because it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. doesn't fuck with your head that you have to send. Alimony, it's, uh, it's worth it. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm, like, you know, when I when I booked the uh, gathering of the juggalos. Oh, did you do that? Sure, yeah. That's wow, awesome. it's part of the alimony. You had tour. a bunch of training, I bet. What was oh, that like? Well, I don't know. It's coming up. Oh, oh Jesus! And you have your spinning training. You could probably dodge still. <laughs> yeah, know? I could. Yeah, I'll go back to the serpentine. <laughs> yeah. Serpentine. Holy shit, dude! That's a sweet gig. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And you, you think about that when you and you get those gigs. Yeah, when you get a call like that and you don't. And actually, when I got the call for the, the gathering <sighs> of the Juggalos, I didn't think of it as a money gig. I was like, yeah, all right, uh, I'm there, whatever, man. This is going to be awesome. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> this. Why, why are you smiling at me again? Nothing. It's, it's hilarious. I like taking gigs that, that other people wouldn't. Uh, I do enjoy that for some reason. I don't know why. Did you take time off of doing stand-up? Yeah, I did for years when I was directing the Kimmel show. How much uh, time did you take off? It was then. It was probably about three years, maybe like about five altogether. What yeah. What drew you back in? It was it was you know going back making a, a living doing it was was what what drew me back in. Yeah. I mean you know I I, I don't like putting that out there. It's like, hey, and now coming to the stage, a guy who's only here to make money. It's Bobcat Goldthwait phoning it in. <laughs> did you feel like you were phoning in, or when you did uh, it, you actually just went out there No, and no, when I got comedy. back, I tried to do comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have a, a blue-collar uh, background, so my whole thing is actually trying to go out and do a show for people, you know? I mean, it sounds corny and stuff, but if, if you're there to see me, I try to work really hard. Now, if I end up being on a bill with other comics... Then I don't mind screwing around. Do you know what I mean? Like at a comic relief when I would dress up as Christ and do magic tricks, you know. Right. Water to wine, wine to water, tap the deck and back to rice again, you know. And I was the amazing Christo and stuff. But I mean, that, that's an example of me just having fun. But, but if you come out to see my show, I, I am going to work really hard. I mean, you know, you don't want to uh, disappoint people that actually paid to see you. I, yeah, I feel the exact same way. And I know what you're saying about it sounds kind of corny, but. It's uh, it's uh, it's admirable, you know. I mean, that's the relationship. That's how it's supposed to be. They they're paying, and you want to do the best fucking possible job you can. To, to just the fact that you're asking people to pay to hear you talk sounds ridiculous. Yeah, you got to work really hard. <laughs> yeah, you got to work really. hard. You work really hard, but you yeah. know, uh, my friend John Evans and I always say this. It's kind of true. Uh, unfortunately, in comedy, you're you're trying to keep the dumbest person in the room occupied. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And that's why, like, when, you know, I do like making these small indie movies because, you know, the dumbest person goes to Battleship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that in this day and age that that has to be the case, though? No, I think now that's why that's what's exciting about podcasts. That's what's exciting about, you know, people are talking to their audience. I think it's 
It's great. Like some people go uh, think that, well, you know, alternative comics or comics that just perform for their podcast crowds, you know, that's copping out. That's, you know, it's harder just to be a bar comic. And it's like, well, what's the big deal being a bar comic, you know, making every crowd again. Now, if you can. I never heard that argument. That's a hilarious argument. You know, (laughs) if you make every crowd. If you can perform for every crowd and kill, I guarantee you your act is about absolutely nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I guarantee you there's some puppets involved or something. There's nothing wrong with finding a crowd. And the idea that, you know, you find your own crowd, that's going to soften you up. No is, way. It's preposterous. No, because that's like if anybody interesting you ever watched when they found their own crowd, that's when they took off. Yeah. You know, like Pry yeah. or, or, or Bill Hicks even. or You know what I mean? Yeah. People who had something to say. Yeah, once you have people that are expecting you to be you, then you're you're fine. You don't have to. Everybody's got their own sense of humor, man. And to to just just have a show that says comedy is like just having a show that says music. <laughs> yeah, you know, and not yeah. knowing if it's gonna be Barry Manilow or Guns and Roses or what the fuck yeah. it's gonna be. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird that comedy is so it's so generic you know in its term well it's supposed to be yeah yeah but it's in the in its actual application though it's very <clears throat> it's very very different and it's very personal you know yeah. the idea that like well i didn't like your act and it's like well you yeah. know i i don't want to be rude but i i probably wasn't trying to entertain you that holtzman guy that i was telling you is one of the funniest guys ever that people don't know of uh, I brought some friends to the comedy store, and they said, you were so funny, LOL, but I have to tell you, that one guy, oh my God, he needs to give it up. He is just not funny. It's <laughs> so mean, exclamation point. <laughs> See you at work. See you on the set. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Everybody's different, man. That, that Twilight lady sells a lot of fucking books, man. Yeah, that's true. People like it, you know, but to you or I, it's shit. Would we want to read it? No. Would we be a- angry if you wanted to talk about it? Probably. But it doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. Well, that's the thing. It's like in the new movie, you know, in God Bless America, um, people will go, well, this character should just turn off the TV. And it's like, <laughs> well, I- if you try to avoid this stuff, well, you can't. The movie would suck. Well, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong over. with you, He stupid. turns the TV off <laughs> and he doesn't kill anyone. He says, oh, I'm going to go read a book. What kind of fucking movie you want, kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, people are going, how could I do the Q&A? And people are going, they don't get caught, man. They get caught. It's like, <laughs> it's a movie, man. You know, you know, I wasn't going to have a scene where I kept cutting back to Harvey Keitel in front of a map going, I got to get inside their brain. <laughs> I got to figure out where they're going to hit next. <laughs> that would be funny if you did do that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a random. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. To be continued, <laughs> to be dot, con- dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Harvey Keitel looking down at a map. Uh, one <laughs> yeah. day. In the desert. They seem to be killing reality stars. Someone, quick, get over to the Kardashians' house. <laughs> ASAP. I figured it out. That's the pattern. What, what is it like to you to have grown up in an era with no internet, to grown up in an era with, uh, you know, doing stand-up as a teenager with all these, like, real comics, to seeing shit like reality stars, to seeing shit like the Kardashians and Jersey Shore right. and Housewives of this and that. What is that? Is it freak you out at all? Does it worry no. you about the the course of our culture? Well, I think yeah. I mean, you know, it is. What? Why do? What's the point of these shows? What's? Why are we fascinated? What? Why are? Why is it? You know, it's the Coliseum. You know, that's what we're doing now. We're taking our week and 
and are dumbest and we're making entertainment out of them, you know? <laughs> like uh, Perry? Uh, <laughs> who said that? I said, I said that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you are what you hate. I mean, maybe that's why <laughs> I made the new movie, you know? Uh, uh, Kimmel said that, actually. <laughs> he said that. Frank would shoot the people who made Windy City. <laughs> but That's hilarious. Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't get as angry about them, their success and stuff. I'm more angry at uh, our appetite for the distraction. Do you have an appetite for it? I used to. And I actually just like the character about about four or five years ago. I said, I'm out. You know, I'm not watching anymore. This well, stuff. What, were you, what were you watching? I would I would watch the freak show part of American Idol, you know? <laughs> and then I started feeling really guilty. And I was like, I was like, I'm out, man. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, that was what was good about it. What was good about it was that it was <laughs> terrible. And then I said, I can't Strange. do this. I go, I, I, it, the, 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 you know, the little ting it takes out of my soul. I'm out. Can you watch people bomb? Yeah, I have no problem watching. Doesn't that. bother you at all. Oh, uh, it, it feels right. You know, <laughs> I, like watching people, watching people eat shit is probably one of the few things that entertains me in a comedy club. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have no compassion for them. You know, <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I love to watch someone eat shit. Why is that? Because, because, because it, it, here's the thing. It's like, here's something at one point that I took really serious. And you're trying to think that it's just easy. Or you're just thinking that. Well, how about they're just bombing? They're just, well, I mean, if it's they like don't a, have to be thinking again, that. Again, again, like a talented comedian bombing is hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know. Uh, I don't. Is think, it really? Oh my God! Kevin Meany bombing is the funniest fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> okay. You know. I can I mean, see that. He's very animated. Very funny it's guy. It's the best. Kevin Meany bombing. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. That's the. That's yeah, but that's just that. Kevin Meany. That's not even real bombing. He's singing. He's having a joyous time. <laughs> real bombing is not knowing what's coming out next. So what's next? And you're just eating it up there, yeah, and you can't. <laughs> Can't remember your material and your fucking mouth is dry. And yeah. Bricks of shit are tumbling out of your mouth. You're trying to pass them off as gold to the crowd. It sounded like an Eminem song there. Overhyping every fucking premise because you're gonna this is the one that's gonna turn this set around. I'm telling you, if you threw some beats to that jag you just went on, that's an Eminem song. I, I feel it. I feel it, yo. I'm from the street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the streets, man. I'm from. Every, isn't everybody from a fucking street? Are yeah, you real, man. Who's from the prairie? I'm from the cul-de-sac, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm from the. I, uh, I'm from Central New York, bitch. <laughs> you were around when uh, you you saw America pre and post crack too. That's something people in their late forties uh, have seen something that most people in this country didn't know existed. There was a pre and post crack period. Right. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. Like crime and cities and things accelerated dramatically. Accelerated, yeah. And that was about the same time that we dumped, uh, you know, our, our mentally ill people out on the streets. Those are Reagan years. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when Reagan was like the enemy? Do you remember when yeah, everybody hated everyone Reagan? No, no. Obama's <laughs> quoting him and stuff. It's so weird. But Reagan, you know, uh, you know, I remember like when they dumped the uh, uh, mentally ill and homeless folks on the street. It was like a switch. It wasn't like it, yeah. was, it was almost like instantaneously homeless people everywhere. Yeah, yeah and it how, was totally different. And how uh, you know, so that's like you know, when people say 
you know, the way we treat the mentally ill in our country, you know, is we just choose to ignore them. You or know? we put them in movies. Or <laughs> you're not going to let it go, are you? Because I've had people say, because of the new movie, you know, what if somebody w- saw it and then went out and yeah. killed people? And, you know, I have two responses to that. One is if you could make people killers by making movies, the military would make more films. And the other is, is if we're going to start banning violent works of fiction, we need to start with the Bible. Those are my two. Ooh, there, I've said my very piece. Very good. Very good. One. Yeah, it's I, it's ridiculous. The, the idea that you can't have violent fiction is it's well, fun. Violent well, fiction is great. And it's actually been proven to, instead of... Uh, give people the need to go out and commit crime, it actually satiates that crime, just like like porn does for people. Porn, like people that have access to porn, are less likely to rape. There's like statistics that show this. But the 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 thing is, supposedly, is is, is if you the, with the killers, it's when when people do do a Columbine and stuff, it's easier to blame Marilyn Manson than to look. Those kids weren't even Marilyn Manson fans, first of all. Yeah. It's just like some witch hunt. And and the thing is, is whenever someone does snap, there's always like uh, Gabby Gifford, you know, when someone snaps, that kid gave off a ton of signs. It didn't, it didn't happen one day. He, yeah. You know, the teachers didn't want to show up when he was in his class and they have security. So we have like a whole ostrich, you know, we stick our head in the sand when someone's crazy and just hope that they don't snap. Instead of if you're on the left, you want them to get help. If you're right, let's say you want them incarcerated. But the way we treat people who are dangerous now with absolutely having no policies at all is way more dangerous than my goddamn movie. So get off my dick. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. And those Columbine kids, weren't they on antidepressants? Weren't they on something? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm don't. Pretty know sure that. they were. I know I, that I they. I believe they were on something. Columbine. Antidepressants. It's probably probably the hottest kind of drug right now. Columbine antidepressants. It is imagine imagine living in that town, and that town is forever attached yeah, to a fucking. Is the Columbine? Yeah. You know, you can say, "Don't go all Columbine on." Right, me. right, right, right. That's that school. That's crazy. I mean, that's that uh, that that neighborhood. Forever attached to to a yeah, they run antidepressants. Yeah. Well, they say that like uh, a lot. There's certain amounts of antidepressants that aren't good for teens. Obviously, that might be a case. I think there's a lot of people. I mean, the, the antidepressant thing is a very it, it's it's not an exact sort of a, a methodology. <laughs> right, they, right, they, right. They give them to you and they go, "Well, try this. Tell us how you feel." And you can say, "I feel great." And he's like, "Good. We're gonna keep you at this dose." You can say, um, "I'm just not feeling enough." Okay, we're gonna crank up your dose. Like they, it's all based on you saying, you know, how you, how are you doing yeah. with this medication? This one sucks. We're gonna try something new. I've had friends that have gone through the three or four different medications. That tells me that there's a lot of yeah, it's not exact. Yeah. Or or friends who suddenly their personality's gone. Yeah. Which Ooh, is weird too. That's spooky. That's like, yeah, I've I've seen people like everything becomes okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, they just uh, they stop caring. They just doesn't whatever they're on, whatever which one it, it is, just shuts it all off. It's okay. Yeah. Right now, my cat Peeps Larue is on some heavy shit. Your cat is on some. Yeah, shit. she's. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, she'll be off of it soon. But yeah, she's a little zonked out. What is she on? I don't know. Whatever we're giving her, every once in a while she will find them in the corner. She like doesn't. She spits them out. She's like Angelina Jolie <laughs> and Curl Interrupted. I'm like Peeps Larue is spitting out her antidepressants. Well, you know, um, cat tranquilizers are uh, actually uh, a, a famous drug. 
yeah, but what ketamine. are they? Yeah, ketamine. But I don't yeah. think she's on ketamine because because no. uh, one of them, my wife had it, a syringe in her mouth, and she got some in her under her gum. And she goes, oh I, no! She goes, I hope it wasn't ketamine. Jesus Christ! I might be going in a K hole tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to inject this fucking cat? Well, the, inject it in a, in a pill too. Wow. wow! Inject your cat. Good fucking luck. Well, I inject uh, uh, the, the widow Madeline Perman gets her insulin twice Ooh. a day. You have a cat that needs insulin? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, oh, dude! She's fifteen years old. Holy shit, man! I have a lot of cats. Do you, do you want? Do you want? <laughs> How many one? cats do you have? I have four cats. That ain't a lot of cats. Joey Diaz has eleven. Oh really? That's oh, a good. lot of cats. Oh, I should talk to Diaz about it. Then. Yeah. That's good. Oh yeah. Joey Diaz lives in a two-bedroom apartment <laughs> with eleven cats. It smells delicious. It's, oh. it's beautiful. He says he cleans the litter box every day. You but got I'm like, it. That's not enough. I got I got it's four cats. cats. I got four boxes. No waiting. You know. Yeah. yeah so uh, I have two cats, two boxes. What are your cats' names? Uh, Oliver and Spaz. Spaz? Yeah. And why is Spaz? Was that she just... just when she was a kitten, she was uh, she would just run out of the room like something was chasing her out of nowhere. <laughs> like the, cl- Clashing at things. And <laughs> she was always knocking things over. She's 15 years old and she still acts yeah. like a kitten. It's That's weird. Uh, I, uh, I, I probably am not so crazy about mankind, but I, I've got a lot of love for little animals. Every That's time I bring hilarious. a cat home, my wife's like... She goes, stop it. She says, you're the Schindler of cats because <laughs> you, you find cats that are yeah, 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 yeah. Like Squeaky From. I had a dog named Squeaky From. Did you? Yeah. Redhead? No. Oh. Uh, she was, uh, <laughs> she was uh, brown. But you named her Squeaky From? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Squeaky From had red hair. Well, when I, when I met her, uh, her uh, voice was gone because she was in the pound. And when she was barking, she lost her voice. So, so she was like, squeaky. Oh, all right. So well, I call the squeaky frog. My squeaky frog is because uh, she'll kill for me. No. <laughs> to she, kill for <laughs> She'll kill for me. She'll, I can tell her to kill. No, she uh, is squeaky frog because she was a dodgy redhead that I found on the streets of Hollywood. Uh, so. I forgot. That, I didn't even know that squeaky frog was a redhead. I don't think I... That was a wee bit before my time. But she she didn't... Actually, did she actually attempt to kill no. Ford? No. Yeah, she tried to kill Ford, yeah. She what? wasn't on any of the uh, creepy crawlies. She wasn't on any of the uh, the Manson uh, uh, kills. She was just uh, she lived at the Spawn Ranch, and then uh, I love the fact that I know all this about her, and I didn't know who the fucking mayor was. Villaregosa, Antonio Villaregosa. But uh, yeah, so so Squeaky from Peeps Larue, uh, the oh the detective Carla Whiskerson, that's the uh, the latest cat. And they blamed all that stuff on on uh, LSD. Acid. Yeah, that's what they blamed on. You know, they blamed this most recent Miami attack. Did you see this guy who bit the guy's face off? Yeah, the uh, you, what, look cannibals. At the yeah, I did see the photos. Don't pull them up though. Don't show them on yeah, YouTube. How dare you? Um, but the, um, the the police are saying that the guy was on some new crazy potent form of LSD. That's what they're saying. But it's not LSD at all. It's this stuff called bath salts. Do you know what bath salts no. are? That's what he was on? Yeah, he was on bath salts. Wow. It's like, it's like a crystal meth that you can sell legally because they, they modify one of the molecules. So do you know, like, for a long time, like... Are you saying bath salts? Bath salts. That's what they call it. Okay. They call it bath salts, and they can sell it in head shops and, and in different places. But essentially, it's like a form of meth. It's, it's really, and it's legal. See, if you have uh, just one molecule, something's different from an illegal drug, you can make like cousins that have like very similar side right. effects, similar effects, and that's what they've done. So they, they've, it's, it's essentially like a super potent form of meth. And this guy took it and ate a guy's face. 
But did does it make you? Does it make you hallucinate? I mean, I don't know what he, the fuck it does to you. Did he Obviously, think the guy it was a do, roast. <laughs> I think he just went fucking crazy. I just think he went completely crazy. There was another guy I think that was on meth that cut some guy's heart out recently. Yeah, I think I think some people you get the right mind with the right, right substance and they just completely lose their shit. But this guy who was eating the face, he kept eating the face. Yeah, That's why it's newsworthy. Him. I mean, he was he, no, you he seriously the guy's whole face. Like you saw you, it, right? Like people bite all the time in yeah. fighting, but but the fact that he was swallowing and then went back for more. He ate the guy's face. He held him down. He ate his nose. You know, and the guy was screaming and, and writhing. So the guy was uh, not unconscious. This the guy, guy was conscious the whole time. He ate while his face. While this guy ate his, his face. Yeah, he was conscious while the guy wow. ate his face. That sounds to the lamb shit. Yeah. And the guy, I mean, he ate his whole face for people <laughs> don't know. I mean, this entire front of his face is missing. His nose is missing. His eyebrows are missing. The guy just, it took a while. The guy ate him for a while. It's really incredible. Wow. Was this guy part chimp? No, no, just a regular <laughs> dude. Well, we're all part chimp, Bob. <laughs> apparently. Unless you believe in the Bible. We're all part chimp, uh, apparently, if you give me uh, red wine and... Uh, <laughs> and bath salts. <laughs> and some bath salts. I might bite <laughs> your face off. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I wonder if this guy has a squeaky clean record. Who, the guy who bit the, the face off? Yeah, here's his I face. No, no, dude. Oh, oh good. <laughs> 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 For the folks at You're home, very that's weird. a picture no, of lasagna. You didn't want to see that face, and I, and I didn't either. <laughs> I've seen it already. Oh, you saw it already. Because yeah, like, sometimes it I listen to the show, I'm surprised at stuff that you will watch and look at. Like what? Things that are violent. You'll say, hey, check this out. There's a guy who gets his arm ripped off or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I will look at them like tigers was, in the zoo. Yeah, someone getting... Guy reaches in to take a picture and they pull his <laughs> exactly. whole fucking arm off. <laughs> yeah. I saw that video. <laughs> I like those videos, and mm. then you play yakety sax under them. <laughs> What's yakety sax? The Betty Hill thing. <laughs> Makes anything funny. Getting your arm ripped off at the zoo. Ooh, you <laughs> fucking silly bitch. Again, the guy who now did the guy reach in, or did the line just just grab? Well, there's a few of them out there. There's a few videos. But I mean, so in individual circumstances, I think a lot of them, are the guys are reaching in, trying to take pictures. Oh, okay. <clears throat> One of them, a guy got too close. He sat with his back to the lions <laughs> and so that they could take a photo of him. And the lions oh, reached got, through yeah. and grabbed, grabbed him. <laughs> and as they pulled him close, they bit him. And then they got his arm through and they just ripped his arm off his body. Wow. Yeah. Whoopsies. On, is that on YouTube? Well, a couple of them. Some of them are on Live Leak. They're on different websites. Like, they'll find them on YouTube and they'll remove them because they're so gory. Yeah, see, there's so many things that are so gory that I don't want in my head. You know <clears> what yeah. I mean? And I know that... When the Alzheimer's kicks in, that will be the only thing that'll be in a loop in like my a screensaver. <laughs> yeah, my screensaver will be a guy getting his nuts chewed off by a tiger. And I'll go, oh, that's so funny. You know, I do know that like when I'm senile, like two girls in one cup is gonna be the only thing I can remember. And they'll be like, Let's not go see grandpa. He just talks about girls pooping and drinking it. I think it's amazing that things like two girls, one cup can be that viral. That something can literally hit millions and millions sure. and millions of eyes. I think actually something like that is what will cause uh, world peace, or as you say, the hundredth monkey. <laughs> you know, it will be two girls, one cup. That'll be the universal you think so? thing. Yeah, because it transcends nationalities and. 
That's where it starts. That's That'll, where the revolution starts. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely. We realize we're all the same. Yeah, because hey, a hundred million people have seen this. Because we're laughing at the same thing, man. Because <laughs> we all—not laughing, but we all have the same reaction. Uh, that may stop wars. That may <laughs> turn everything around, man. Well, it doesn't. Not everybody has the same reaction. Some people are probably beating off to that, <laughs> right? Well, again, That's, I mean, there's a reason why there's that shit. That shit porn is out there, right? I, uh, do they beat off to that? Oh, yeah. I, I bet people are beating yeah. off to that face pick of that guy, the zombie guy. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe they are. There's probably two people at least. Sure. The, you, if you, you could think it, someone's doing it. That, that Japanese guy cut his dick off and served it. Mm-hmm. You would say no way. Just when we were kids, you would say no way. You know, In the 1980s, you'd say no. No one's doing that. No one's cutting the dick off and serving it. That's an urban myth. But they, they what kind of wine photos. do you serve with that? I would say a white wine. A white wine? Yeah, you is don't want a, a lusty red <laughs> wine was, when you have no dick. No, if it was <laughs> two buck fuck. No, if it was a woman's genitals, it was definitely a fish. Oh. Yeah, right. So that would be a white wine. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? Well, it's how an eel. Dare you? It's an eel. You would have white wine with eel. Eel. How's yeah. your cock? It's good. No, I really don't know. You didn't eat all of it. I know. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> my eyes are bigger than my stomach. <laughs> when I came in here. Imagine if you had to throw some of his cock in the garbage because they didn't finish I, it. No one finished or it. Or reheating the cock <laughs> in the microwave the next day. Don't take it so hard. And since when is cannibalism legal? How are you allowed to serve people f- human food? No. Food human. If you serve yourself, I guess maybe it, it doesn't matter. Is that matter. it? Is that the, the loophole for cannibalism? I guess. I guess if you eat yourself. I, I mean, what's the difference between that and when you chew the skin on your fingers? Yeah. When I eat my hair. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, but that's if you eat yourself. Who the fuck? What kind of fucking doctor removed that guy's cock? <laughs> I mean, no. we're we're in I'm the sure Hippocratic was, Oath. It was the same doctor that did Kanye West's mother's uh, lipo. I'm guessing. Oh <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh come on. Oh no, you didn't. Oh, oh no, he didn't. Damn, Kanye's <laughs> gonna get. Oh no, he didn't. Well, I mean, what kind of doctor you said? I, kind of, I, I, they're kind not of like one out of a, ho- a dick. They're not someone at a top-notch hospital, is what I'm saying. That's not a doctor. I mean, a doctor's supposed to. That, that's like a against the unless in japan it's different t- maybe this maybe the doctor felt that this this guy probably had some sort of mental disorder that felt that his penis was holding him back so this guy was helping him by removing his penis well he said he said he was asexual you know that he does not not that he's not male or not female but both but what he meant was that he has no desire for sex nothing yeah that he had no need for his yeah. junk that that's probably like abuse, right? Wouldn't you assume? I'm guessing this guy was in his 50s. No, 22. No. <laughs> 22, and you're done. Wow. You're over your junk. 22. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What kind of chef are you at 22? <laughs> well, he apparently didn't go to one of the I finer know, right? culinary you'd schools. You save your dick for later when right. you're really good. <laughs> yeah, when you know what you're doing. Oh, I should have T-boned it. I should have butterflied it. <laughs> I now. The way the sauce that I use now with cock and balls. Oh, my goodness. Cock and balls. Everybody, all they said was they could taste the butter. That's all they tasted. There was no fennel. Get some cock <laughs> Removes cock. Fish dicks in his mouth. This poor fucking guy, man. I mean, just think of what a ridiculous idea that is and how years later. Well, that's the thing. Think back. about what you did in your youth. And then, you, you know what I mean? I mean, now I don't feel bad about being in Police Academy 2 and 3 and 4. <laughs> At yeah. least I didn't cut my cock off and serve it. Yeah, this guy, he had this... 
Oh my God! There's photos of it. Oh right. Oh my God, that. dude. Okay, Heart Chaos. Go to Heart Chaos. <laughs> I'm not going to see that. I don't care. Well, it's it's shit. it's like Google dressed up as food. I don't want to see it. All right, just Google it. Like you, like like. You need to look at it. You like need I, to look at exactly, it. Exactly. Like I don't want to see it. Like if I get was Alzheimer's. Was it boiled or was it cooked? It looks like. I don't want to tell you, man. He's slicing it up. The oh, end okay. It's hardcore, man. So it's like sashimi. Yeah. No, it's cooked. <laughs> cooked dick and balls. <laughs> this is horrific, man. This guy like cut steak. his fucking dick and balls off and made people eat it. And who's eating it? Uh, a bunch of people. They have yeah, to pay like a, a, lot of, a lot of money per, per uh, table. And now they're all in the same frat. Oh, God. This is scary <laughs> shit, Kanye, man. Probably. It's, pl- it's pledge week, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I would love to just just talk to the guy. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, man, let's, let's think this over. Even if you, you know, you don't want to have sex anymore, you don't have to remove your dick. Yeah. Like, you can just not have sex. That's an bro. angry breakup. Yeah. That's a really angry breakup. Yeah, his dick did something. He's like saying, uh, you know, fuck you. I'm going to eat my dick now. Wow. There's no law against cannibalism. In Japan. As long as you acquire that, I'm guessing. So you could, like, if someone donated their body when they died, you could eat it? I guess you could. Yeah. Jesus. So still frightening. This is something crazy. Days after his uh, 22nd birthday, the artist underwent elective genital removal surgery. Divided up the severed penis, shaft, testicles, and scrotal skin between five people and garnished it with button mushrooms and Italian parsley. That's what I wanted to know. That guy literally made people eat his dick. Button mushrooms. Uh, Bold. I would want with like an asparagus. Wow. This is the spectrum, man. This fits right in the spectrum. There's no, but I mean, that's the, the, the bottom or top of the spectrum, whichever way you want to go. You really think so? I think the bottom think, is people eating other people's dicks. But do you think things have gotten any weirder? I don't. I think I think we just now know about it. I, I, I think the exposure to um, different things has certainly jaded people, and it's certainly reflected in porn. In in porn is where people are naked and you know seeking pleasure, right? Well, when you look at porn, you can see a clear change between the way people were before the internet and the way people are after the internet. First of all, the porn industry vanished. There's no industry anymore. It's all like free stuff. It's all, everything's online. It's free. Like very few people are paying for it, much less. And second of all, it's fucking violent, man. A lot of it is like choking and slapping and gagging and and, uh, opening up your eyelids and shooting loads (laughs) into your eyes and shooting loads into glasses and making you drink them. I tell you, I'm watching, I'm paying for porn more than I've ever paid for in my life just because of webcams. Well, yeah, but you're you're a broken man. But there's just more people. You're crazy. You 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 pay for webcams? That's what you're doing? Yeah, tipping girls. Oh, okay. So you're like getting on webcam with them? Well, no, no. I mean, they see you. There's you know, like the websites we've talked about before. Oh, right. You know, where you just sit there and you know they're talking to you back and forth, and then and that's how you're beating off these days. Hell yeah! Wow, been on these things. Oh, it's the best for for somebody that likes amateur. It's it's completely 
like heaven. Because now you fall in love with the girls and ask them, "Hey, (laughs) where are you?" No, but it's 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 way better for anyone that masturbates in porn wise now. Because now you get to actually talk to people. It's like being at a strip club where they're sitting on your lap. But you're talking. You're you're not typing. You know, you're you're typing, but uh, uh, on some of them you can you pay for like a private (laughs) room. But it's more like it's like a huge chat room. It's like watching this like on UStream where you're just sitting there getting to know the girl. The girl's talking back and forth, and you tip her like twenty tokens, which is like a dollar. And then she's like, "Oh, thank you. Oh, here, here's my tits. Oh, oh what do you want?" She That's w- all you have to tip them is a dollar. Dude, what kind of third world fucking are, they, they've, webcams they've are you tuning into? <laughs> they've changed. No, they've changed it to like where it's like a, a token amount, so it's really confusing. So, uh, like, kind of like Xbox points. So you might where, be into it yeah. a lot more than you think. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> like I'll, I'll, put, might be I'll put twenty dollars into my account, and it'll last me a month. And it's just like fucking chicks, like hot normal girls that are in a lot of these girls get to block the state that they live in uh-huh. so that no one their co-workers don't know about it and stuff like that so these girls are just fucking normal girls that like i just got but off. but there's of you Olive can Garden. screen capture them and video they don't know that they like all these websites are saying <laughs> they're not <laughs> smart <girls. laughs> they're like they're monkeys not, like, they're not they're tech barely humans all man. these what all these girls are saying because uh, i've actually heard people talk about this before is like oh no they have this protective you know technology so that can't happen and i'm like whatever i do it all the can't time can't happen so. That's yeah. nonsense. So, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so these girls are throwing away their lives. And How far down the rabbit hole have you gone? I mean, do you do like you forty dollars? But I mean, have you talked to them outside of oh, sexual no, 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 things? No no. no, no, no. Are they like using toys and stuff? Is that what they do? They're, they're like, using toys. That this one girl has a fuck machine that she built for, that <laughs> looks like an erector set. Uh, I don't know, but imagine. it's using it's like, like I think imagine trying to make that girl come. Yeah. <laughs> But it's awesome. She'll yeah. sit there and just be like, <laughs> broken, <laughs> calloused <laughs> vagina, just overstimulated from this fuck machine. She's sitting on <coughs> this jackhammer. Yeah. But it, it's <laughs> great. Like, it's the more you tip, you're... the faster she uh, takes, uh, takes uh, it. And you see, they're, really? they're selling. These are, these are girls, like, fucking trying to sell some a new thing. So she'll have this fuck machine fucking her really slow. And she's like, oh. And then the more she gets in tips, the faster she goes. And then it goes to, like, where she's just getting fucking nailed oh but she God. also just made a thousand dollars you know so <laughs> and it's completely free like all these like you know my i predicted all of this when yeah. i was a young man did you no. you saw it all come uh, fucking weird this is <laughs> how fucking weird is this but you You're know that's tipping to get the machine that's fucking a woman that's right. in another state <laughs> well, to get fucked harder yeah. it, it sort of backs what up my fuck? point is that things things are different this they is are the different. starting pistol to the fucking anarchy. Yeah, this is sure. insane. Yeah, fuck Rome. Rome, Rome is, had oh. nothing on us. Yeah, and where where are we going we're in two crazier. years, That's man? Good, where good are we question. going in two years? Is there going to be a two years? Um, I'm what not that about pessimistic. the Mayans, man. The Mayans. The Mayan calendar, man. Yeah. Well, whatever the Mayans didn't predict, whatever took them down. So, uh, <coughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> how good was they the missed calendar? a lot of shit. Maybe their calendar was, uh, yeah, like 12. They actually recently found a new version of the Mayan calendar ah. that's uh, even older that has everything past December 21st, 2012. Oh, okay. It's like we just saw, I mean, they, they would like, why keep going? They, the fuck? They lived thousands of years ago. Was that not ambitious enough that they made a calendar up to 2012? Yeah, like how everybody like, assumed <laughs> this must mean it's the end of the world. They stopped here. Yeah, I don't even put uh, anything three months ahead on my Google calendar. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, expecting the Mayans to fucking block out 2,000 years ahead. December 21st, man, 2012. It's I think it's going to be another Y2K sort of situation. Remember that? Everybody's sure. terrified. Yeah, yeah. 
I think uh, I haven't even given it any thought to buy it at all, at all. I don't. But I'm, you are you are concerned that there is a possibility that we could fuck up the world within the next few years. Well, I do question constantly, like you know, where are we going as people? Like, you know, where where just where are we going? I mean, I, I think you know, I know you're a fan of the technology, but a lot of the technology I think does help us isolate you know people don't communicate people comment and blog instead of actually use the protocol of conversations which is like you know there's boundaries when you're standing next to someone talking you right. know and, and so and and yeah i do wonder where we're going as people this over entitled sense of you know, where everywhere you go you should be connected into the internet and not you know you don't have to acknowledge the people that are four feet in front of you that, it's weird man well the idea is that they're mutually exclusive the idea is that you can't have uh, ethics and morals and be friendly and nice and be on the internet. I think that's kind of silly. I think what it is is we've removed social cues. We've removed the interaction of the, the one human to another where there's you have a direct result of the things you say. If you say something negative, you see it in a person's face, you feel it. Right. You don't feel shit when you just rag on people from your snarky blog. Right. You, know, you just write some cunty words down designed to get some sparks you know, right. And I think we could both, as comics, n relate to that. We've all said things that we probably didn't really necessarily mean, but we knew would get a good response. Right, like know? the guy who just made the Kanye West mom's joke. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but, the, <laughs> but here's the thing. I have to feel the repercussions from right. that. If he comes after me, I have to apologize because I, I did step over the line, honestly, when I said that. Right. So... But the anonymous nature of it makes it okay, you know, and, and that's that's yes, that's that's just a tiny part of it. I mean, really, it is. But I don't think it's necessary. I think uh, I think you can surround yourself with a group of people, even online, if you construct your own like I have a message board and I try the hardest I can to cut all the cunts out. When any, whenever people just start getting really insulting for no reason or shitty or just negative, I just I get rid of them. I cut them out. I send them to a, right. a, a, a pink room. I have a room where they, their names are all pink, and this is, now they can only post in this new place called the Cunt Farm. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it just tries as hard as possible. I mean, it's not completely, it's right. not flawless. The, 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 still a lot of assholes slip through the cracks. But, but I have a friend who's on social media, and, and, and she's in showbiz, I'd say, and uh, people will, will post or tweet something about her, and she'll respond, and then they always back down, and they go, "Oh, well, I was, oh, I didn't know you really." They're trying like, to get a rise out of you. Yeah, but it just seems so crazy. I mean, well, because people feel inadequate, and they feel like someone is doing something that they can't do, or on a television show, and they can find they're not in the, the same situation as that person, but they find a flaw, they find a weakness, they find something, and they just lash out. And what they're really lashing out—it's not that. You know, her acting is so atrocious, it really drives him nuts to the point where he's got to lash out and attack her. No, it's just he's just, uh, he's, he hates his own life. Right, right. He hates his own no, life, and, so yeah, and everybody's weaknesses. Everybody's saying, I exist and stuff. And, yeah. and a lot of, yeah, I understand all that, but I don't even think that's the, the, uh, the fact that we really are, um, I, I don't know where we're going. I mean, really, you know, uh, and, and you ask yourself, am I part of the problem or am I, or am I contributing to it? I mean, I'm not on social media and I don't think of that as. You were for a while? Were you on Twitter for a while? No. Never? No. That was a fake account? There's been fake me's, you know, um, which kicking off the fake me was pretty funny because <laughs> it, it was so, it was such a huge hassle where I had to send in my passport saying that I'm me. Giving out my passport information. You know, I mean, that's wow, pretty weird. to Twitter. To Twitter to prove that I'm me. 
you know, so yeah, and and I, you know, I have said like, why would you say you're me in cyberspace? Because my daughter once came in back when you know MySpace. She was like, Dad, there's some guy trying to get pussy saying he's you <laughs> on MySpace. <laughs> I was like, Oh, well, we got to stop him. <laughs> no, but it really wasn't me. But but yeah, just recently I kicked a guy off Twitter, a couple Twitter things. You know, how come you you have no desire? Um. Because I really don't give a shit what Poet Warrior 69 thinks of me. And uh, the other part of it is is I already know that it's a wormhole I would go down and not come back out, you know? Like, I would rather spend my time being creative. Now, as a comedian, I really should be out there so I could plug my dates and all that stuff. But yeah. But I think it's the exposure to be that exposed to people uh, doesn't... That, that I don't like the idea of. That and then also... Um, it feels like another job, you know, the constantly writing material and posting it and stuff, you know. We don't have to constantly. One of the things that happens is you develop like a little community and they send you cool shit and you can just retweet them. You know, sometimes when I'm running around in the day and I, I don't have time to write anything and put it on Twitter, but I'll occasionally check in and I get these really weird, crazy tweets where people send me some, you know, nutty, fascinating thing and I'll retweet it. And then, you know, they'll it, it develops like a whole community of people like right. looking out for that stuff stuff and people that like that stuff and every you know and i think it it, it provides a service too it pro provides a connection you know you're the catalyst and you connect all these hundreds of thousands of people together and you exchange ideas i think that's nothing but good you know the the, the thing about it is trying to make sure that you don't overuse it you know you don't uh, you could get stuck on twitter all day just responding to people and <laughs> right. never never leave your office and never never leave in front of the computer you really could sure of course you got to learn how to walk away at a certain point in time for sure and you know got to learn how to not not let it be obsessive but for, as a comedian it's an amazing tool it's yeah like, you still do morning radio and all that kind of shit yeah yeah you don't have to do that if you have a, <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore it's <laughs> completely that sounds really good twitter and podcast removed really? that yeah, yeah we don't we don't do that anymore yeah wow like we have a show tonight that yeah. Joe put up. Uh, started talking about yesterday, and it's almost sold out. Yeah, we just decided to do a show. We said uh, we're going to do. It. By the way, if you want to get it, get tickets now. It's Ari Shafir, Joey Diaz, me, Christina Pazinski. Is John Heffron coming? John Heffron's not, but Randy Licky from Bone Zone is. Powerful. It's it's a serious show, and it's only fifteen bucks. And it's at the Ice House Comedy Club, which is one of the oldest clubs, if not the oldest in the country. This place started in nineteen fifty. And uh, it's just a, a super cool club filled with su everyone that works here is like really nice. It's like a good vibe place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, we oh, love, love it. doing the podcast like here too. Here. Yeah, it's like it's such a warm environment. It's like they're cool people, so you, you'll you'll like coming here. And so it's big show tonight. It's at ten o'clock. Anything else, man? <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, you can get uh, my new movie, uh, God Bless America, on VOD, and uh, all the other movies are on Netflix. Sleeping Dogs Live, World's Greatest Dad. All my movies have <laughs> the last ones are World's Greatest Dad, uh, God Bless America. My my buddy of mine, uh, Bill Delap's like, uh, so is the next one to be I'm with Stupid? <laughs> it's the uh, T-shirt or coffee mug series. Is that what you're doing? What you're doing? Hey, am is I, it, I might is it be subconsciously. No, I I don't know why. I mean, I, I'm gonna probably break it soon and, and make a movie without a three name title that well, could fit on a T-shirt. If you come back again, I promise you, I will see World's Greatest Dad and I will see uh, God Bless America. We'll We'll discuss both of them next time you come back. Cool, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it was a lot of fun, man. I Great. really enjoyed awesome. it. I appreciate awesome. it very Thanks. much. Thank you, Bobcat Goldthwait, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you to The Fleshlight for sponsoring our lovely podcast. That's it for the week. We gave you three this week, you dirty freaks.
Um, yeah. Next week, I don't know who we got. We got some people coming up though. John Anthony West is June seventh, so uh, that's not next week, right? That's like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know who we got next week. I got some people online though. Maybe we get Brad, uh, Brad Williams. We got a uh, uh, lot, a lot of fun shit coming up though, ladies and gentlemen. So thanks to uh, the Fleshlight for sponsoring our podcast. Go to JoeRogan.net. Click on the link for the Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan and save yourself some money. Fifteen percent off. Exactly. Also, thank you to Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. Makers of Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune. Well, I shouldn't even list all the supplements because we've got a lot of new shit coming too and eventually it's going to be stupid. I'm not a fucking catalog, okay? Onnit.com. <laughs> O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan. Save 10% off any and all orders. That's it. The show's over. Ice House Tonight. Ice House Tonight, yeah. 10 o'clock show. Oh, and if you want, if you get here at 8.30, Joey Diaz has a one-man show. Like, he tells stories yeah. in the, the OR. So you could have a, a, a double death squad evening. Yeah. Uh, that's at 8.30, right? Is that sold out? Is Joey sold uh, out? I'm not sure. All right. All right, we love you guys. We'll oh. see you soon. Is hey, that I, it? Buy my death squad oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. Go to deskquad.tv. Buy the shirt. Oh, and if you want to see the Ice House Chronicles tonight, I'm going to be on, but a little bit later. Um, go to uh, – they, they're only available on iTunes. If you go to uh, iTunes, subscribe to Death Squad, and you can get that, the Ice House Chronicles. At a discount. A discount. For 15% off your mother's cunt. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go cram it. <laughs> <laughs>